Another celebrity who's had her ups and downs on the scale is Elizabeth Taylor. Maybe we love her so much because she's human. After all, most of us have slipped a few times. I'm not saying all the world should be a size six or a size eight. If you don't like what you see, then do something about it. Regardless of how much she weighs right now, Liz has a great suggestion for any dieter who needs motivation. If you have a long mirror, a wide mirror, go be by yourself. Take off all your clothes, put on the brightest lights, and look at yourself. Oh, that's interesting. Sounds weird to me, but I guess it works. From the five to the six, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane, by the visit Glen Rock. Me, crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Real love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? I don't know. It's the only thing that tastes good lately. Okay, yeah, because that's good. Because I wanted to ask you, you, you've been on like kind of like almost reactionary diets, would you say? Uh huh. Yeah. Recently, like like kind of eighties, maybe nineties kind of stuff. Yeah. Like what does that entail? What is it like when you're when you're at your best, like obeying it at its at its finest? Like what? I mean, I did the Elizabeth Taylor diet from Elizabeth takes off her book, like mm-hmm. like exactly as it was written down for two straight weeks, <laughs> um, and it works because it's starvation. Um, <laughs> but they didn't discover protein until like. 1999 or 2000 and you know all, all, all diets now are just like atkins yeah you know everything has been some variation of that dude wait, yeah like, okay don't, don't that's, eat carbs. that's brilliant that's brilliant the right wing bodybuilder diet is like fancy atkins is it not it's yeah. all all diets now are atkins because it's just easy oh. results like not eating carbs will make you lose weight and um but that's been everything. I mean, it was South Beach diet. When I did it in like ninth mm-hmm. grade, it was like South Beach diet. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. uh, you know, like a keto days. now. Um, but yeah, they didn't discover protein until literally 1999, 2000. So all diets before that are a lot of like uh, fruit and cottage cheese and like wheat toast. <laughs> um and the fruit and the cottage cheese i'm totally down with because mm. uh i'll eat I'll, i like all kinds of like old-fashioned like uh ladies like diet foods like that um mm. but you know yeah you will get results on the elizabeth taylor diet because it's like 800 calories a day <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you find yourself like getting win- i know i know you you don't have a nine to five anymore but like you know like just in scenarios in life do you have did you find yourself getting like winded tired easier uh no it was great because i didn't have to go to work so uh i could waste i didn't need energy for anything yeah. um i could waste all of my time like preparing the little like salad dressing recipes and stuff in the <laughs> book um and going to the store and getting weird ingredients like safflower oil sure um uh also there was like one you know there was one day that required a live lobster and i'd never purchased a live lobster so that was really exciting everyone was weirdly shocked that uh i would cook a lobster and i'm like really people are like 
that pussy these days that they like don't know how yeah. lobster is made like that you kill it well one of your <laughs> one of your tropes from your show and i and i i've actually i'm glad you brought this up because i one of your one of the things you talk about on your show a lot is how people like pretend that like oh thank god no real animals were harmed in this movie like thank god you know this is this movie. like you kind of you highlight that which is actually like a legit vegan take i think in my opinion because my co-host here is vegan so like mm -hmm. you, if you complain about like he would roll his eyes if i said hey dude they killed a real fucking sheep in this movie and you'd be like, he'd be like yeah what'd you eat today you know <laughs> like like and that and i always thought that was interesting that'd be like like a little like a lap on that because like yeah i was at Mel i've never seen it but like melancholy duringle yeah and they kill like actual animals in there and stuff yeah. like, in the movie but i feel yeah, like they kill a cat and eye, stuff i i don't know i i'm not phased by any of it i don't like want to go around like killing animals or anything but yeah i think people i i just have little patience for the high drama that people do these days where uh they just pretend to be emotionally unable to take the idea of an animal being killed for food or any other reason and i'm like why why wouldn't even if that bothered you so much why wouldn't you just pretend in order to look tough that it didn't like people <laughs> like people are people are so comfortable like just leaning into being afraid of things and like broadcasting that it's like i'm afraid of things but i lie about it in order to look yeah. tough yeah. like you should worry about looking yeah. cool yeah. Yeah, I get car sick. I would never bring it up unless I'm in the car, you know. Like, no, every I, normal people love nothing more than bringing all of that up. And I would, you know, I would just lie to everyone. Which is what 80-year-old people do is talk about health. And also so, conquering your yeah. fears just constitutes lying and, like, pretending not to be scared of things. That's Like, there's no such thing as these this idea of like pathological fears everybody's like i'm so scared like i had to get call someone to kill a spider and you know oh don't get me started like on men will yeah. do that men will it, do no, that many such cases like many such cases yeah, yeah I don't it's, know. My, it's my job for sure in the, in the <laughs> house Definitely. in the house i get yeah. it like in the house like yeah. okay you know hey i get it i i grew up i had a pet tarantula growing up so i don't care yeah. like it's like i they're 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 cool to me to be honest i feel bad because we have a drought in california i'm like ah he fucking wants our bathtub water it's so sad you know like in my head like <laughs> that's why the that's why the spiders here but like yeah it, you you have killing spiders is is the the funniest thing in the world and then like there's always the the woman that'll be like but don't kill it <laughs> yeah. like, can you put it outside nicely? Yeah. Like, what do you like? You know, it's like it you knows want? how to get back in here. I have a checklist of how to get rid of a spider. It involves me directing a man know. exactly where to put it. Like, yeah, yeah. no. How do? How are people so comfortable like advertising that they're a pussy and like <laughs> leaning into that? Like, there really needs to be some like Russian stoicism here. Like, you need to like. Mm -hmm. watch someone get murdered or something so i don't have to witness this performance about where your chicken sandwich comes from like <laughs> what's well, like that it's like the south park episode where it's like if you eat vegan you're just gonna turn into a giant pussy literally <laughs> what they do yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, at sad. least vegans acknowledge where it comes from I'm yeah like, no, I, like, I, this they, is the, yeah, i've they, said it so many times but yeah people always flip out about melancholy your angle because they kill a cat which what do you think happens all day every day in your yeah. animal shelters where they're putting cats down this one got to be in a movie at yeah. least <laughs> um <laughs> like it's famous <laughs> yeah at least yeah. this one is famous uh but 
I don't know. Yeah, it's it's gotten way worse in my lifetime of people. Nobody nobody wants to be the one who's like willing to like kill the thing, so you look like a potential like terrorist or murderer or whatever. Yep, so true. So we, I, I mean, I forgot to introduce our guests, but if you, I'm pretty sure if you couldn't tell already, we are here with Jack Mason of the Perfume Nationalist Podcast. Um, second time on the show, I've, I've recorded with you on a few like three different shows before, so I figure I can't remember how many times you've been on this one, but it's only your second I time. I feel like I've done like a million podcasts with you. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they all go for like because I was thinking hours. about that. Yeah. yeah. We go for four yeah. hours on each of them, so it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it probably probably is, but no, nonetheless. Uh, I've told you on on the internet, but uh, my uh, episode with you on TPN with about Black Sabbath, I, I still think about to this day. So it's just like, oh, one of it. my favorites ever. Um, so and one of the most like successful and thorough ones. Uh, like we talked about literally everything, and I was so yeah. worried about that. And they're all um, still alive, which I'm glad because it's like, you know, like like you you uh-huh. don't want to be like the guy. It's like, oh, he just died. Let me do the episode. It's like, no, they're all. Yeah. Here. Or the one who comes in after there's like a biopic or like there's yes. a sudden like if you did like an Elvis episode right now, you know, exactly. You guys have been getting me back into Sabbath. It's great. dude. Fucking, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, it's like they're just, they're just... I, I never knew the lore and shit like you guys talk. You know, I was they're the ever, funniest like, band yeah. ever. Like when you. Yeah, like, they I, really I, are. Yeah, yeah like, hilarious. like just yeah. having random guys like die of AIDS in the 80s, like in their band. <laughs> and then like, like, just no, just like, the, like, like Spinal Tap is like the Black Sabbath movie, you know? Yeah, like it's, it's insane. It's 80s Black Sabbath movie. It, yeah, it's yeah. 80s Black Sabbath. Like they basically have a new drummer all the time, whereas Sabbath had a new singer all the time. And it was always this inexplicable guy with like a collarbone cast on in Spinal Tap, like playing drums <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. It, was, it was essentially how, you know, uh, uh, Sabbath would, would do. But yeah, it, it was... Uh, that was that was that was wonderful. So um, I do have one question um, because I have been uh, go- listening to TPN kind of piece by piece uh, jumping around. Now, um, y- this is a this is the official John Lennon podcast, if it's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, you're mm-hmm. a Yoko Ono fan. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna I be mean, I love I love everything Beatles. I mean, I just include Yoko. Right. No, no. But I, I've yeah, never Beatles. heard anyone say it before. I've, n- I've never really in my just never. Pretty- She's pretty trendy these days because people hate the Beatles so much. Um, uh, no, I've always loved Yoko, and I've I've loved uh, the all of her albums forever. Like Fly, especially, is like one of my top five favorite albums ever. But I love everything Beatles related, and I get I get really uh, annoyed at the type of person the the trope where people think that they're really brave and original uh by like making fun of imagine or no okay thank you for i feel the exact same and that's (laughs) that's a take that i never hear i don't even bust that out but i'm like you know like i get the hate of imagine and all that shit and that era 71 (laughs) it's a a good song and it's a great album it's the companion album to fly it's a great video too and i loved during that era john lennon was just like Walking around giant steps with the fucking white suit, like pimp status. Dude. That yeah, was yeah. Funny fuck, dude. He was just gigging like with a cane and shit. You're so tripping funny. if you wouldn't hang out with them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you're yeah. you're an idiot. Like I'm sorry. Like people would be like, I would, I would, I would have shot him myself. You always see people post that. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, those Beatles hate takes are not even real or like anything that anyone yeah. authentically feels. It's just a signifier that they've learned or that they think means yeah. that they're of some Boom. kind of like higher sophistication but actually I, it dude, means I feel bad for them 
2000 and late and dated yes. and kind of <laughs> lame. Yeah. Well, cause you, you hear like, and it's, I, I think that I think a lot of people that hate the Beatles hate their parents. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's a middle yeah. of that diagram, you know, like it's pretty, it's pretty full. Well, there are a lot of takes like this um, where people labor under the inaccurate delusion that like something is universally loved by everyone mm-hmm. and they uniquely dislike it. And for the best, <laughs> 10 yeah. years, uh, everybody, every, the normie Beatles take has been to sneer and be like, I actually don't like them. John Lennon was a wife beater. Baby, be, be, be. just be yeah. that person. And it's like, I feel sad for them because they're bad at like trend forecasting and knowing what's actually a cool take to deploy at what time. But yeah, you know. John Lennon was a wife beater. It stops them from listening to zero other bands, by the way. Like, who, yeah. like, it's like, <laughs> I mean, do they listen yeah. to bands? Do people like listen to like rock music? Like, I put on, I felt uncomfortable putting on the Beatles at work because it was too heavy. Like, that's, dude, like, that's the atmosphere. Because every, yeah, no, if you put on something with actual like guitars yeah. in the work, like revolution place, would like, like women, yeah. women, women will come up and be like, ooh, somebody's having a rock concert in here. <laughs> It's the fucking like, beat of the white album. It's like, oh yeah, wow. no, yeah. I've got, I, yeah, I've gotten yeah. women all disturbed because I'm playing the yeah. white album. Uh, the only thing yeah. that's acceptable in the workplace is those like uh, island vibes, Jack Johnson like covers of like <laughs> Katy Perry firework. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Jeez. It's like this. It's like the stationary store of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is the fucking. But no, I, mean, I was playing I, like. I want to yeah. hold your hand, and I was like, I'm gonna get in trouble for playing this wild rock music. Like it's, like it's no, the, but like yo, yeah. again, like yeah, I know. that's what it feels early, like. Now. Yeah, early Beatles knocks though, man. Like from a sonic quality, it knocks. Like if you if you bump it loud, it's like banging there for sure. Yeah, it hits hard. They got the and yeah. they were like the first band to get all the digital remasters. Mm-hmm. You know, Did you guys like, see my tweet? I tweeted it today. I was like. Beatles don't record in f- fucking hundred percent stereo pan. Challenge. I literally didn't when they when they you know when they first when they went from mono to stereo and they're like oh we could do this like crazy let's put the vocals all the way on the fucking left uh-huh. and then you oh, listen to yeah. you listen yeah. to the headphones and you're like yeah it feels like you have an ear infection. You're yeah. turning your head to make you better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was those yeah. uh some of those uh when we did the Pink Floyd episode, I was listening to all the old ones, and a lot of them are mixed with that kind of stereo where it's just like it just feels like you have an ear infection. It's it feels like great. a new yeah. piece of studio equipment came out like in 1973, and they're like, let's use it for everything. And then and, <laughs> yeah. and that's uh, the, yeah, and like yeah. and that's the other thing. You did an episode on, on Pink Floyd with, with with Barrett, uh the wall, and it's like I've started mm. my and I, I and this is a, a take I'm scared to say because I respect them so much. Like I get it. I, I I listen to it. I'm like, this is good, but I don't get the like whoa Pink Floyd feeling ever. I yeah, never get yeah, it. Yeah. You talked about that. I have, I have, but I'm scared to like I don't want to sound like like the Beatles. The Beatles are bad. Like Pink Floyd's objectively good. I just want to get the like my mind's blown. Like it has all the elements of things that I that I like. Mm-hmm. But then I listen to like David Gilmore solo album. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, I love yeah, David Gilmore. Yeah. I, and I love him. And I've come to realize like maybe, and this might be a weird like like thing, but I think I think Roger Waters is my problem with Pink Floyd. Like where I'm just mm-hmm. like, he's just kind of like the, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't They're I don't honestly know the pretty obtuse and uh, unpleasant a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love all the phases yeah. of Pink Floyd, but I can see not liking it i don't know it sounded you like talked David about Gilmore. the wall right yeah 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, like, dude, Roger Water was just a straight asshole on that album. He was like, he was like, they were fighting, and they he would he wouldn't give David Gilmore shit. It's like George Harrison. They're like, no, we're not gonna do that, you know. And yeah. that's and of course, it's like anything that Gilmore did do on that album slaps super hard, right? So I don't know. Yeah, young, young lust, like it's amazing. It's a sleaze bag, Pink Floyd it's song. Like that's three Pink Floyd song, dude. Yeah. yeah, that gets me going. That's like I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it, but you know, it's not the. uh you know the droning songs like i'm like i want to love that like i do it's okay i'm never going to tell you to change it if it's on but i'm like i want that like out of body experience that everyone but like the early ones are so like just nothing like metal is like the coolest one i think metal metal is my favorite so yeah metal's got the best you know the one that i would give to people who are like the you know they don't really think that they like pink floyd and that's the metal is just really no it's, I, I think it's posted but it's just okay because i can't this is barrett, like, the barrett the old, there's only one yeah. uh only one sid barrett album right right, right. Uh, yeah. and that one's Metal, pretty yeah. hard, mad to party <laughs> like hard to take flutes and shit. yeah i have a um, conspiracy theory that they were just giving sid barrett a bunch of acid to get him out of the band like it was, <laughs> they, they keep talking about i was hanging out with shadowy like slugworth willy wonka chocolate factory uh-huh. guys giving him acid but like really like i was like because that that stuff would not have held up in the 70s the stuff he was doing that was like no tip, that was like straight up late 60s like there's a guy on a bike in the park like just these like it was weird, very like, trendy with yeah, uh 2000s yeah. hipsters who were yes. doing like twee folksy stuff like of montreal ish type like that yeah. type of shit mm-hmm. everybody <laughs> loved the sid barrett stuff then i i yeah. do not love it have you no. have you seen that photo of him that one photo when he oh yeah here i'll send it to you guys in the, in the <laughs> chat where he um it's like when he he, he dipped he went crazy and dipped for like a decade and then he met up with pink Floyd again and hang on <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, but it was, it was set. They said they like cried when they saw him because it was such like a fucking like shock to their shaved eyebrows. To their system. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's David like that Gilmore. with everyone because everybody yeah. you know turns trans and they look like that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's a shock. We didn't. Even yeah, that's that. that yeah, that's like a perfectly like conservative masculine man by today's standards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not dude. the peak of masculinity. It looks like Courage the Cowardly Dog's <laughs> yeah. grandpa. Like, even... But yeah. The um. So yeah. So any anywho. Uh, the reason, uh, the reason, or not the reason, but one of the things I wanted to talk about today was uh, I, I've been obsessed with the period around 2000 to 2004 because those were like my my formative years. I kind of like aged like six years in like two years, basically during that time. Like it was just all this crazy stuff happening. But I found it kind of funny because I always listen to the new people I've met on Twitter, including you, Jack, where like you're always talking about like, I've, I watched this movie like when I was like nine, I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, or whatever, like this crazy art movie that like I'm watching now for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to fucking suggest two movies that I watched, like just nonsense movies that I watched when I was a kid because I was an only child. So I had to like entertain myself a lot of times. So like, I would just be like, well, what's my parents. We didn't have a lot of money, but they always had HBO. That was like, our phones would be off, but like HBO would be like ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so these two movies, and uh, the first one I want to talk about is is, is Rockstar. Uh, and this is, uh, I believe, from 2001, stars the great uh, Mark Wahlberg in it. And um, I will say right now, before we get into our, our, our takes about Rockstar, is this was a movie that I've probably seen 35 times. Not because I 
suggested that I watch it 35 times. It was just on HBO because HBO used to show the same four movies all yeah. day. That's what HBO was. It was just this, The Glass House, which I also love, and then like four or five other ones. But uh, this movie I saw a bunch of times and it was so funny because like Mark Wahlberg's a star at this time. Like he's he's huge. He's just coming off of Boogie Nights a couple years prior. I think he's had done some stuff since, but he was huge. And he does this movie and I think it's a complete crock of shit. And I think I've always thought that way. And I watched it again. What did you guys think? <laughs> um, I, I literally watched it today for the first time. Me too. I, I had not seen uh, this one before. I remembered the negative reviews of it in Premiere Magazine when it came out. Um, and uh, I had seen Swim, Swim Fan when it came out. Um, mm -hmm. But I was... I liked it. I enjoyed it. It feels like it was messed with in the studio um, and they didn't quite know what they were doing, but the raw materials of it were really enjoyable. Uh, it looked way better than any like 80s period piece that they would try about this today. It had real hair. Mark Wahlberg's real hair. Yeah, not that's just, crazy. Not just the HBO wigs of today. Like in that, yeah. that uh, yeah. show that we watched. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah uh it the biggest crippling factor for it is that they changed the name from metal god to rockstar rockstar is such a generic sounding mm -hmm. name that it's like ungoogleable like it's pre-search engine yeah, yeah but this would probably have a cult about it if it uh was called metal god interesting um I thought that Mark Wahlberg looked really great. The whole thing seemed to be like uh, basically an extension of the 80s portion of Boogie Nights. Um, it has a weird uh, like innocence about it. Like it mm -hmm. doesn't really show any like depravity. They just go to one party. Uh, <laughs> and then a one, tranny pissing. Yeah. One party with a <laughs> tranny pissing and like don't even really. Nobody can imagine jennifer aniston having sex with anyone she's like the least <laughs> sexual like a clipboard literally a virgin yeah um <laughs> but you know it, it's charming everybody looks great she looks she looks beautiful the budget is massive i was mm -hmm. shocked at how big the budget is both of these movies wait how big was the budget it was like 60 million bucks 57 in, yep that's yeah, a lot yeah <laughs> which is yeah. probably with inflation like 90 or like closer yeah, to that's a marvel now. movie yeah it's a marvel uh -huh. movie mm. half that uh, went to the original songs the writers <laughs> yeah zach yeah. wild yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's about judas priest that's what people don't realize too yeah it's about judas priest because the singer gets kicked out for being gay uh from the original steel dragon band um okay. he gets kicked out for being gay and he's like no mate i date blokes and then he like gets you know kicked out and he takes off his like wig and stuff. I, I thought that studio scene was really funny. And when he comes, I in really like that too. With, uh, the, with the power ballad where he comes in and lip syncs yeah. the power ballad, like that was awesome. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the music was not bad. The there was some really like inventive camera work. I love the stop motion shots of them constructing the stage sets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was like cute and sweet. It just like weirdly didn't go far in any particular no. direction like it could come out now that's kind of how be sexy they wouldn't have the boobs in it but mm -hmm. it, it's kind of almost as generic as movies are now yeah 
totally it's it like it honestly it makes you wonder like you're like damn a lot of stuff hasn't progressed at all since this <laughs> like i i went in thinking like man this is gonna like look like some dumb trash and like i i think it's i think it's trash but like I, my wife, I think, had seen it, but maybe not for like a long time. But she was just like, "No, I, I liked it. You know, it was, it was enjoyable. It, like, you know, it didn't lag. It didn't, you know, it didn't feel like some, you know, movies like this can't be long and drawn out. You know, they have to uh -huh. kind of get to the get to the point." But I, um, I liked. Uh, I, I didn't recognize that was Timothy Oliphant in the band. Mm -hmm. I, Zach yeah. Wild is in the band. Mm -hmm. Zach, Zach Wild is like the yeah he's the main like steel, and then the drummer is actually Jason Bonham. Oh what? Yeah, the drummer. You know the one who's laying okay, down yeah. on the massage table. Where he's yeah. Like, hey man, the monogamy's not gonna work, brother. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jennifer Aniston finally realizes that she's dating a a rock star. Yeah. And I love the part where he doesn't remember what day it is too. That, that part's that <laughs> yeah. Part's the great. depths of depravity where he just seems like he took a Benadryl. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> just some like girls around because like mark mark Wahlberg is fairly asexual too <laughs> like he's not the most like <laughs> like you know just gene hackman it's like yeah a, a sexual actor mark Wahlberg <laughs> is pretty pristine like jennifer aniston um what amazed me about these is that both of these look by today's standards like absolute like shot on film cinematic masterpieces mm -hmm. visually uh and every time now that people try to do a like uh retro like auteur like we shot this on film thing it doesn't look half as good as like yeah, right. swim fan or this yeah and 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 uh mm -hmm. be, be, and let's let's segue and we can call back to both these movies whenever but the, but swim fan uh i still like it a lot i was like you know it's good it's like i i noticed the parts that i think are lame like i thought that the only thing i, I could say one criticism of the movie is i thought they tried way too hard with those little cut-ups of her reactions like when she's like going crazy it's like that didn't that doesn't do anything for me like i, I like it doesn't like man I, I know they thought that was really cool like to do but what i also thought about this movie is for one this i don't even think this would be a movie nowadays this could be a six show six episode netflix series for sure <laughs> Fan. like it would be right now but the woman yeah. would have the reason it would be six episodes is because you'd have to create a trauma story for the woman being insane yes Mm. Where, this movie doesn't apologize today, for the woman where, what do you mean yeah. what's that or no whereas back then i mean you didn't know back then that. you could just be like she's insane she's in band she plays the cello that's why she's insane that's all <laughs> well, they say. you could reflect reality which is that <laughs> bitches are just insane which yeah. everybody knows you just unprovoked kind of media. <laughs> yeah unprovoked. Um, no that's I, I remember okay i was in ninth grade when this came out saw it in the theater i got uh I was with my friends on a Friday night. We got like shushed by the usher for laughing so much at it. Mm -hmm. uh, it just seemed like ludicrous and PG 13 and shitty then. <laughs> and then I watch it now and it's like, you know, uh, a transgressive art movie. Uh, <laughs> like, like uh, this has something truly revolutionary, which we have not seen in uh, movies in like 10 years, which is like, a male character that's like complex and has like motivations and like desires <laughs> and yeah. stuff and isn't just like a retarded like uh g whiz seth rogan like uh, <laughs> just idiot. no it's just like a hot guy on a swim yeah. team who like uh gets horny and like regrets it and yeah you know the the violence and the sex in this would just be like nc-17 by today's anti-misogyny standards you couldn't show any you couldn't show him strangling her 
You couldn't <laughs> show him doing any violence to her at all now. It would just be like total hands off. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems, yeah, you really see how uh, lively and like erotic something like this could be then, which just seemed shitty at the time. Yeah, I love I love the part those parts where he like one where he holds like the knife to her throat. But the, the the idea in your head where you're just like, man, this girl's really pissing me off, and she seems kind of crazy. I better hold a knife to her throat. She'll hate oh, that's that. Yeah. Great. yeah, she'll hate that. everybody because the audience loves that. Like this is why Fatal Attraction, uh, you know, which this is a remake of, uh, it is such a big hit because you so rarely get to see like a crazy woman like get the level of violence they deserve in a movie yeah. and like fatal attraction it just gets more and more violent where, where you're just seeing her like shot and stabbed and yeah. drowned and people are cheering yeah you know? i know i didn't i didn't remember this movie getting so dark where he where he bumps into his friend's head dead head into it's the pretty pool. dark like, yeah, it didn't seem like, dark then at all because this was no Okay, yeah. in 1999 was one of the like best years for movies ever, where everything <laughs> was like edgy, dark, disturbing. Like you know, right. there are like 25 masterpiece movies that came out that that year. So something like Swim Fan seemed like a total like right. neutered trifle, and now Swim Fan would be there would be think pieces about the misogyny of it if it came out today. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and and. The first off, the main actor, I can't remember what his name is. For, Jesse he, Bradford. So for the hot. longest time, I thought this was Ready Prince Jr. I remember like thinking he that was like him. And it was the guy from John Tucker Must Die. That's like all they used to make those guys in a factory. I can't remember his name. That is uh, Jesse Metcalf, who yeah. uh, I also love. Yeah. They're all the same guy, but it's like it's great. It's fine. Like they're mm -hmm. all they all do a good job. Like it's just like you know it's 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 cool. Um, one one thing I found is as a sports fan, very funny that they were doing hardcore steroid testing in high school swimming, <laughs> like a professional sport. <laughs> like like yeah, we have the Balco lab piss tests, like you know, like Barry Bonds. Like it should cost like come in right before they match. Yeah, yeah. like, so much money to do. Like that swim team would never make uh, that money back. And ever. like, like yeah. teenage teenage volunteers can like administer medications in yeah. a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what was that about? And then she keeps all of the evidence in her little vanity, like where it's easily accessible. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, I found the pills and all her stuff of me. Like, yeah. yeah. I, love I love I love that part. Um yeah. another the funny thing I saw was why was the girlfriend, his loving sweet girlfriend, why was she in his mom's house recovering? Yeah. You yeah, know, uh, I, was, I was wondering that too because she was like coming off a, a really traumatic thing. Like she was at like her boyfriend's mom's. Does she like not have parents? I, I don't know if they like. Uh, that was interesting. Maybe they were gone or something. I literally yeah. can't, I can't remember. I, I don't was, know if she ever mentioned her out. family ever. I don't think she did. Like so, I, I, I just maybe maybe they just weren't around or something. Maybe yeah. she yeah she seems kind of like wrong side of the tracks. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. they were divorced or gone or drunk or something. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Because he was a he was a a, a robber. He was like a, a a tough juvenile kid that, that, mm -hmm. that learned to. And she and and then she she saved him. But yeah, that that was that was what I found great. I actually think this is a. Re I, and I will say this: I've never seen Fatal Attraction. My wife gets on me for that, and we need to watch. It. Oh my god, you have never seen it. It's I've never shocking. Seen it. It's it's yeah, so my good. Wife, my wife, it's... my wife's like, uh, always. You've never seen? It? I'm like, ah, nah. It's just one. Have of you seen Play Misty for me? You love Clint Eastwood. That is one of my. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, it's the same it. thing. Yeah. yeah. I need to get Sai to watch that because I, I'm a Clint Eastwood super fan. So I, I play Misty for me. Play is Misty phenomenal. for me is amazing. Your episode on it's I great. I remember that. Was, I was glad you covered that movie. Mm. I, that that was that, that movie 
is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. and that, and it's very much this because I don't know if in Fatal Attraction there's a backstory of the woman at all. There's no backstory on Jessica Walter on why she's insane. No, like Fatal Attraction is more more sexist than Play oh, Misty it, for it, me because it her only like character definition is that she's like an unmarried working professional woman, <laughs> and that's you know. <laughs> And that's the source of her insanity is that she's not married. Yeah. She lives in a loft in New York. So <laughs> it, it would do that to any woman, guys. Yeah. You know, it would it just, you know, Glenn Close. Uh, but oh, yeah, not a fellow Glenn. Uh, we, don't, we don't claim that one, that character there. But uh, no, the, uh, anyways, yeah, I, I, this would be a, a this would be a Netflix series now because I I've I've caught clips of that that you show I've caught clips of that that's got a little swim fan to it um, that and I I like I said I was pleasant like there were parts of it where I was like okay but it's so fast and it feels like it feels like these movies back then were on like a stopwatch it was just like oh how my, fast well because they would actually edit movies too yeah. like now we're in this nether world where they don't edit anything down and all movies are three hours because they want to give you this artificial sense that you saw something really epic. So you're seeing mm. a fucking Batman movie. You're seeing a Marvel movie. It's just all three hours and it's total nonsense. It makes everything impossible to watch at home. It's like, okay. Seeing that stuff in a theater, but like I I've always had a rule that any movie that's under 90 minutes is automatically good. And swim yeah. fan is 85 minutes. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. such a relief. Like, Oh my god! If they made this now, it would be two hours and twenty five minutes long. Yeah, the intro of the movie. I I remember in my head thinking like, oh yeah, they meet up and they like flirt for a while. Him and uh, Erica Christensen, they fl- they flirt for a while. No, they just get right to it. He just fucks her like right away, instantly I, in the pool. It's pretty crazy what they got away with for it with a PG thirteen in this because he's like thrusting. She's like, <laughs> she's like pulls his dick out and is like, oh, not such a small secret. It's like pretty <laughs> graphic. <laughs> yeah that was when that dude in the pool too like all that chlorine and shit that shit does not that is that is a a myth that shit does not work it is rubber on rubber it's like you're both wearing condoms Oh god! <laughs> like, yeah, in, no, that like, cause I, we, my wife, we looked at each other, we're like, he fucking, cause everyone's tried it, dude. Like everyone's tried yeah. it. It's like, oh, as a swim fan, probably, you know, like, like <laughs> for me, my wife loved it too. So I was like, you know, you try it, and you're like, yeah, the Marriott. Yeah, you reach water, down like, and feel a small, cold, rubbery penis. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, am I wearing a flipper? Scuba Steve. What did you think of Erica Christensen? Cause I. I miss her. I remember when she was a what is, thing. Like, what is she like? I remember seeing her face everywhere back then for like a year and then nothing. She was like the other Julia Styles. Like everybody, Very she, they look similar, but she was like the kind of bad one. Cause she's, she has this kind of like punchable bitch face. She's really <laughs> pretty. So she was like perfect for this, but she uh, kind of just disappeared. But I, I thought she was really good in this. Yeah, great. I, no, it's phenomenal. And my wife said she looked like Sydney Sweeney like to her like just she kind of does, yeah she has that um just kind of like bitchy well fucked kind of uh face <laughs> she was also in uh traffic which is terrible she's the oh, yeah. the president's daughter that gets a- addicted right. to drugs <laughs> that's not a good movie i, I know really it's horrible it yeah and it was huge it was a huge movie yeah but um yeah i you know have you got first off have i've had a gay stalker but have any of you guys had stalkers like before <laughs> Uh, yes 
Yeah. Like, like, I mean, you know, if, share, share what you feel. Not bad sharing. ones. Um, yeah. Not bad ones. Not really bad ones. Oh, I've, uh, I've witnessed uh, working in hospitality really red pilled me on uh, the com- the commonness of women stalking men because like totally. ev- every like fifth man had like some woman's name on a list that was like she will try to contact you she will try to ask what room i'm in ask for my payment information <laughs> like this was so common for men yeah. to just have like a crazy ex-wife or girlfriend <laughs> that just like sits on the phone and like stalks them yeah. um that's, and i've had it happen. Like, they'll send the, yeah if they yeah. have the kids like one time the ex-wife sent the kid in to like as the intermediary to like ask where their dad was like they do witchy <laughs> stuff like that but that's nobody so... cares because nobody cares about women terrorizing men at all um but <laughs> i uh had this horrible like uh one night stand with this like younger uh hispanic guy when i was in college and he had a big crush on me and it was like fine whatever it was awkward it was like kind of a pity fuck thing and then mm. i was totally nice but i like didn't talk to him for a while and for s- like six years seven years after that what? he would stalk my entire online presence wow. like my blog and everything and like leave deranged comments about how i was like a crazy misogynist and like uh yeah he was nuts he would just appear whenever i would get on the gay apps he didn't even live here but he would just appear sending me messages what um yeah, it wasn't that bad, but it was it was kind of startling how long it lasted. It was like yeah. seven years later, and he was still mad. Sai, what about you? I never had it personally, no, but I have witnessed it a couple mm. times, and it yeah, it's fucking weird, dude. It's it's crazy, and I hundred percent agree. Yeah, actually, like one of my family members, their like husband's ex wife is like stalked them before, and it's just been super weird and shit like that. Mm-hmm. and you know and it's like to the point where like they're saying like you just got to be like hey what's up and just like call it out and just you know and make it awkward that they you know what i mean like that kind of yeah. thing which i which i found interesting you know yeah. you kind of have to like just nut up and fucking you know approach it right right by the right in the face kind of thing but i don't know it's interesting yeah yeah, yeah, I had my 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 stalker was a the homosexual Mexican man, uh, and he, <laughs> so I was in. I must have been a junior. MySpace was popping at the time because that was how it was conducted. Uh, this whole it was like when I I got triggered when I saw their cool aim messages and swim fan like or whatever. Yeah, that, one no, was. that was my favorite. Part. It was just was message really, message. Yeah. You had to click each individual. It was so annoying. Insane. Yeah, it was yeah, unhinged. It was, that oh, there was also out. promoting this. There was a a bot on AOL Instant Messenger that you could mm. send messages to that was her it was like swim fan 86 and she would send you like hey what are you doing that's like sick. It, yeah it was oh, great <laughs> that's good yeah. so yeah I, I had i had that happen uh it was this guy and he worked at uh office depot um and so like i would just buy things from there like like things that i would need like school supplies or something like that pens and stuff every once in a while and he would just be like behind this pillar like staring at me like that and i'd be like all right right on and like he was a, like a raw he had like lip pierced purple hair shaded over emo um and stuff like spiked belt and everything like pants around your fucking ankles and stuff and he would he he uh he he would and then he would see that he'd post this like myspace bulletin with like the ghetto ass like caps and then uncaps like those weird insane now they make the spongebob memes out of it with the weird typing that was like capitalized and uncapitalized and then he would be like he'd be like 
he I was in his top eight on MySpace, and he'd be like, number three on my top eight is in Office Max right now, like that. And I, uh, I'm like, uh, fuck, man. Like, or, yeah, I, like I'm just like, damn it. Like, and it, it didn't go much further beyond that. Like, I remember like when when everybody switched over to Facebook. Like I was like the first person he added. I'm just like I, I'm like it was one of those ones where like if I don't accept the the friend request, he's just gonna like start another account and then like pretend it's somebody else. And I I'm love your like, history best, of being best friends to this day, right? No, What's that? Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's my, yeah, he's my co-host. No, but yeah, no, no, Yeah, like you worked at all. I'm sorry. I'd for, sorry for doxing your old employee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love your history of being sexually terrorized by like Latino men. <laughs> dude they go insane i had so i had a form i had a, they're just so forward about but like they're like not gay it's weird like they're just like oh i'm not gay like well they're all like, bisexual you though. should wear different <laughs> pants tomorrow you know like and i just like, <laughs> I just, like weird shit like that and they're like they're like oh i like the hair it makes it a little easier you know i'm just like ah dude like, <laughs> like and that's a joke sometimes and then i remember going up to like it was this foreman i had he was like this old like potbelly mexican guy named like victor and and then i i looked and i go to like the laborers and i'm like and they're like they're like hey man victor likes you man like i'm just like ah hmm. fuck and then i'm like i'm like he's like i was like i was like yeah that dude tells that dude really like you know goes far with like the jokes and stuff they're like oh he's not joking like he's gay like, yeah <laughs> like, I'm like what the fuck dude I, it's uh, very <laughs> sopranos subplot <laughs> Like, yeah yeah dude i finn i mean i had the hair and everything it's like yeah yeah, yeah it's and he was very similar to Vito's battle for <laughs> uh, very similar but yeah i i yeah i've uh, it was okay it never got like super crazy like it was, it was just like it was just kind of funny like because it'd be like a, over a span of like four years three four years that dude, this dude would just pop up every like six months you know and then like mm-hmm. so, yeah no it's uh it's crazy but with this with these movies i uh I ha- I find myself seeing people, especially like Zoomers, getting into like early two thousands trash, you know, and it's almost in a sense where they're like, these are people who are like probably like art school pe- working on their thesis. Like I can tell some of these people, like people that read like Baudrillard or something, like you yeah. can tell, like it's like nobody that reads that is like working anywhere, you know, yeah. like it's, you just can't. No, you just you're just not going to. Like you're 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 being you're on somebody else's dime whether it's your dad or or the university itself like you're reading that stuff and they're also lying about reading it (laughs) they're super defensive about that yeah Yeah. so you know nonetheless no no, i don't even whatever not a big deal but like these people they're like they're like oh my god like i watched the simple life and like i'm totally paris hilton it's like no you're not like paris hilton was like an open whore back in like 2003 like and just got like murdered for it like like yeah. the stuff that like and they are doing that now retroactively it's like wow were we too mean to Paris that's why they make all of these documentaries for the zoomers about all the bimbo figures of the 2000s where they say actually they were long suffering feminist icons who were yeah. brainy yeah. underneath it and it's like no they were all retarded they were all hated they were whores uh the way that it, something like britney was perceived was not you know now everybody's like Poor Britney. She's being moved around by all these managers and she's not responsible for anything. Then the unanimous opinion was 15-year-old Britney is a whore and she likes being a whore and doing all of this totally of her own volition. And that's how it was with all of them. Like there was no view of like, you know, a management team constructing this persona. It was just like she decided to be a whore on that day. Yeah. (laughs) 
man the 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 whole the resurrection of the britney thing is so like i'm not saying it's not well-intentioned but it's so weird to me how everyone's switching like just like you said it's overnight people are just like it, she was a joke back then like exactly. she was yeah, love, it was embarrassing yeah. <laughs> she britney became cool in about like 2009 2010 yeah, give me, give me more that when that give me, uh, give me more song yeah came, and that's that was, like yeah with blackout a- like everything imitated blackout with that kind of gloomy sound and then for the last 10 years everybody's kind of acknowledged britney yeah. as like an icon but at the time it was just straight up embarrassing like it yeah. was not it yeah they would like sing oops i did it again at like pep rallies and stuff and it was just like embarrassing like <laughs> yeah 100 and like i i think that there, there's like two schools of of like the uh 2001 ish thing where like oh that that was like because i i think there's a lot of people who are you know woke or what i hate the word now it's i don't even know what it means but like they're woke now or something but they're like oh i love everything from back then but like the rule changes were necessary and we like had to like neuter film because it was getting out of control but like man weren't those years great you know there's that you and which Hmm. sucks but I find the more disturbing one, or at least the more frustrating one, because I think these people are way more in control of what they can do, is the people who go, we'll never get that again. We can't do it. We, um, You can't do it because of the rules, and you just can't You can't be based anymore. You can't do it. It's like, no, Ew. you can. Yeah. You can. No, you can actually do whatever you want. It's just. Yeah. The Northman was the fine. What was, what was not, what was, what was woke about the Northman? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, did it make any money? No, but neither does the woke no. movies. The woke movies don't make any money either. Blade Runner thing. 2049 was this huge budget alt-right movie that came out in 2016. And it was not subtle about it. <laughs> like uh-huh. yeah. it, people, it, part of the problem is people don't know how to read media and don't know how to read movies. So like when Blade Runner 2049 came out, everybody was just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of boring and it's not like the original. Now everybody knows that it's this like, uh, you know, I loved it. Yeah. Wo- woman hating pro man incel <laughs> all right <laughs> movie. But then everybody was just like, me, me, me. I don't get it. Um, yeah. But another thing like, you can't um convey to these zoomers with their 2000s nostalgia that stuff like abercrombie and jackass was not gay like people didn't (laughs) think that was gay like it had all this male nudity but people didn't walk past the abercrombie store and think that's this is gay it's naked dudes (laughs) <laughs> like it, did, it didn't become gay until like metrosexual like that yeah, was like but that, that was, was like, like yeah that was i don't even know if that was how but at that point abercrombie was still just like associated with like idiots yeah. you know like yeah just, like preppy idiots I remember, my mom told me jackass was gay and i was like shut up like you know what I mean? like when i was like 13 and i was like i didn't know anyone not? who thought it was gay no it was by my mom like saw through it she's like these are just guys like being naked around each other like she's like they clearly are like having a homoerotic time like with each other like she was just like she didn't the time tell me the to turn it off one... she just was like that's that, that i'm just letting you know that's what's happening like she was just yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah. by the by the time <laughs> the third one came out in like 2010 they were yeah. already like kind of uh the audience was like hip and queer and postmodern enough to be like this is gay you know that right but so they kind of uh did that with the marketing and they're really obnoxious about it with the marketing of the fourth yeah, one recently totally. too where they uh you know all steve-o and all of them were going on these interviews saying yeah we're gay like <laughs> but you can't just capture the mo- like gayness wasn't this it wasn't this like ambient thing that everyone saw behind every corner in like 2000, 2001. 
yeah and, and it's funny because like you could like you, everyone said fag back then like everyone did yeah. That's why i can't get it out of my thing but i like nobody was like really accusing anyone of being actually gay back then like it was always yeah. like, no like they'd be like jeans and sandals you're gay you know like that's like your fag like, that's what <laughs> and it was also gay. like like yeah. like chad and like cool to uh flaunt uh gay stuff like it was a big trend f for like early hipsters when it was fun guys would just make out with each other all the time like just I to show I, how I missed that era I think no it was a great era <laughs> but it was it was like the Gavin McInnes like era. oh yeah like dude. guys would just make out all the time yeah and it was like a a macho thing like see how not gay I am because this doesn't yeah. bother me yeah exactly and so so what, what I what I'm mad at about people and like you're you're seeing it in um, a lot of like older comedians and stuff and whatever about stand up comedy like where the state of that of of what it is but i just get mad at people who are like the only opposition to like the woke movies or whatever woke liberalism in movies the only opposition to it is to just complain about it and i'm like why can't you create something just create something like i'll say this right now i don't i think david david cronenberg is a lib i think right i think yeah. he's a regular liberal crimes of the future was based as fuck like yeah. i'm sorry like he, he didn't follow any rules he showed a fucking yeah. little boy's dick in that movie like i'm not yeah. saying like that's great or anything i'm just saying like he clearly was like there's no rules i'm pretending rules don't exist and that's how you have to do it in my opinion is like yeah. not like oh can i say that can i do this oh you see what i'm doing and then read the webster's dictionary racism used to mean blah 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 now they changed the definition like how people do that now it's like no just pretend that this never changed just well, regular thinking. libs from like 10 years ago seem un unimaginably based now like tina fey like yeah that was just like a regular yeah regular like boomer gen x lib that with a healthy sense of humor but now you watch 30 rock and it's like oh my god she said teenagers meaning black guy like you know all the like race yeah. stuff mm -hmm. that was just common because people weren't driven insane by the excesses of uh leftist brainwashing you know right <laughs> everybody no. was normal it's and so also true. racism had been solved which people don't understand racism was like literally solved in the 90s and 2000s i do and remember was brought, like, was brought yeah. back by barack hussein obama so the democrats can gain power Did you see his playlist today yeah his new playlist, no. his new, <laughs> or his new playlist dropped a couple days ago on it uh, not even yeah it's like i mean like he has like it's just so curated like it's just it's so like i have to check every box with my playlist like it's so um it's no, so... i was thinking about that because it's it was so because you sent it to me and i saw the title of it before i actually clicked and i was like let me guess it'll probably have like some some standard classic jazz album like miles davis it'll have some like it literally has some, it has to have a beyonce <laughs> song it has to have a Beyonce song. It has to have a fucking like Harry style. And it had everything that I thought of before I opened the, the tweet. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I fucking nailed it. It's, they, it's yeah. so formulaic. It's funny as, yeah. So this so is, this is 2020, 20, uh, 2022 Barack Obama summer playlist. And it's on this like insane, like PowerPoint stock. Thing. <laughs> it's like really crazy who does graphic design for Barack Obama now. Like it's pretty much like the person who makes our episode where's our, hillary's right? summer playlist That's i would I, I would love to know what she listens to probably probably just <laughs> air raid siren i imagine she's never <laughs> listened to anything in her life <laughs> no no i know she's like one of those people that's just like oh i listen to everything and then like but doesn't listen to music like that's yeah like, i like yeah. music <laughs> yeah, yeah. <The> music <laughs> interests me yeah. <laughs> oh just oh. everything yeah <laughs> just everything. whatever you put on she just winces a little bit and like goes into the other room like, and then uh <laughs> but 
Barack Obama's summer playlist starts off with Break My Soul by Beyonce. Beta. I'm sorry. Michelle made you do made you already put the song on there. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. No men listen to Beyonce. Like I'm I, like no. the people, the guys. I, it's like I've never seen a more like like a black guy incel move like than to say I like Beyonce songs. Yeah, it's hateful yeah, it's not hateful yeah. minority gays pretend to like that. Or yeah, hateful yeah. femme bottom black and Latino. <laughs> Yeah, vibe out by Thames, which I don't even know what that is, honestly. Uh, and then he's got a Harry Styles song, "Music for a Sushi Restaurant." That sounds amazing. Uh, he's got a song from the Spinners, so he has to take it back for the Boomers. He has to uh, uh, go to that. Uh, he has some Joe Cocker on there. Uh, "Save Me" by Aretha Franklin. Uh, "Last Last" by Burna Boy, which he's never heard that song. I don't. Barack Obama's never heard that song. Absolutely. Got some Lyle Love It on there. Uh, nobody knows me. Uh, Dancing in the Dark, Bruce Springsteen. Okay, your podcast partner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Angelica by Wet Leg. Like, come on, dude. Because <laughs> like, when I be on the mic with Rock by Rockin, that's I actually. Oh. Love that I actually but love so, that song. He ruined it, though. But yeah, yeah. No, that is just like algorithm. The guy's such a fucking algorithm. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 he's got some D'Angelo. He's got Drake featuring Rihanna. Too good. Oh, I like that it has a Joni Mitchell song on it, but it's blurred out because Joni Mitchell took her music off of Spotify because alt right extremist Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan is on Spotify. Oh, they all all the Laurel Canyon like fucking people who were like doing acid naked like, in the valley are just like we just can't be on Spotify. <laughs> you know, like, like we great just, move, great yeah, move to just yeah, make Neil Young, Daryl Hannah, Daryl Hannah had Neil Young on a leash naked in a basement and was like, Neil, take your music off oh Spotify. God. It's like when Prince was still alive and he wouldn't let his videos be put on YouTube because he's a dumb fucking boomer. It's like, okay, just no, nobody's gonna see this. What are you gonna sell yeah. a DVD on but your website? The, he like no, he did care though. Exactly yeah, he did that. Yeah, <laughs> he actually had a DVD on his website. Yeah, no, he, would, he would be like, go to like princethis.com and like yeah. buy like whatever prince oh, he was on the internet. yeah like, i was so like, relieved when he died and they immediately went up on those. thank you finally i can watch the seven video again <laughs> Dude, they immediately leaked every prince like secret after like, know. like everybody yeah. was like uh, prince had a cabal or something because like you, nobody said anything about prince except for dave Chappelle, which wasn't like a real story you know like the, like about the prince playing basketball which I'm just saying, like it was like a dramatization, so it wasn't like a a Prince factoid compilation or something. And still, and nobody says anything. I mean, they freak out about like him. David he Bowie. And have, I love Prince too. Obviously, everybody heroes. does. But they freak out about like David Bowie and like anybody who ever like touched a groupie. But Prince had you know a uh, mate or mate or whatever, like the girl, the the, the teenage girl that he like had yeah. like you know wait around until she was eighteen and then like married her on the day. You know. He's it's fine. She's from France. Yeah, it's uh, like how yeah. he would say that. He goes, yeah, they do things different. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it's fine. She's from France, and it's like getting married in Minnesota. Like, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, he, uh, no, and like, yeah. Bowie's the same way. I'm already, I'm already, because you know, Sai has this thing where he's like, it's kind of funny how Bowie slips through the cracks on a lot of stuff. Um, but I also think his he has a documentary, the Moon Age Daydream documentary is coming out in September, and it looks phenomenal. And I can't wait. To I'm sure it. it's gonna be great. Yeah. So when that comes out, all the think pieces about Bowie are coming out. I understand the impulse to like uh, tear these people apart now, because, but uh, because I'm like the woke lib about Michael Jackson now, because every, I agree with 
I just take it. great delight in smashing people's illusions about Michael Jackson because it's the most yeah. ridiculous one of all. But yeah, you know. no, that was that's a that's a that is a an insane episode of TPN. If you haven't listened, if, just subscribe for that episode if you haven't already. Like it's just like that that one right there is like they'll come after you. They'll come after you if you. <laughs> That it, it, I mean, it, it's it's facts. Like the the correct take on Michael Jackson is that he is a pedophile. I have all his albums. That's the yes. correct <laughs> take on, on, on Michael Jackson. Yeah, and I that's listen to them regularly. One hundred percent abundantly I about clear. It. I don't even think about it when I listen to his music. It's so good. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the take, and nobody can nobody has that take. It's they can't reconcile like, the two things. They can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do they think all those Renaissance artists were doing? <laughs> like, and not that they care. I mean, a Michael Jackson is more immediate, but like, just the the refusal. You have to either say that he did pretend ridiculously that he didn't do it, so that you can continue <laughs> like liking him, or you acknowledge that he did it and you do some little performance of like, I'll never listen to his music again. Yeah. It's like I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. And then you're in the store. You Michael Jackson is there. And we can ride the boogie. You're in the store. Oh, you're like, fuck yeah. it, I'm back. You know, it's just like, it's just, I'm back. Like, of course you are. It's and the like, like f- the 15 year old groupie will get the think pieces, and everyone stirred up on Twitter, but not Neverland Ranch. <laughs> but yeah. uh... no, but Bowie, Bowie's like that too. And like, but my thing was about Bowie was like, dude. You always have this like insane take about what he was rather than just sitting back and being like, I'm witnessing one human being that is like this in the world. One human no, being. There's only one day. Like, and you should just own all of that and just be like, yeah. whatever he is, it's fine. Like, dude, he's in, dude, he shows full, does full frontal male nudity in Nicholas Rogue's The Man Who Fell to Earth. Like, his mm-hmm. dick is just flapping around in that movie, like just out in the middle of nowhere. And it's a biography on him, and he doesn't even realize that. Well, it's that, like Marlon Brando in Tango in Paris. It's like he does, he's like doesn't realize it till after it's done. He's like, what? Wait, what? You know, no, like exactly. Like like people have no concept of there being masters. Okay, there's a rare type of artistic master human being, and you just get taken on a ride. You're happy to be alive at any point that they were alive. Uh, now you know people's brains are so small, and their concepts of like art criticism and stuff are just about picking things apart and like like uh you know social justice and everything it's like mm-hmm. no you uh there are masters they're better than you it doesn't matter what you think of them that's uh, i agree you're you nothing you're a speck of dust okay nobody will ever remember you you're gonna be dead soon your little social justice stunt will have gone nowhere because it's none of that's real yeah uh, david bowie is real <laughs> yeah and 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 no, exactly and none of it's real and that's why getting back to my point about people who are scared that will never go back it's like the one thing we can return to is pop culture like 10 years ago. We can. I think that's the one thing I think we can go back to. And I'm not saying, oh, man, yeah, maybe you might not get the Netflix deal for this. Have you seen Netflix fucking ratings lately and their stock and subscriptions? They're way down. Like, I'm just saying, like, there is there is a there is an, a market right now that you can pierce into if you make something good. And if enough people do, coalesce. Well, look, the, the anytime anything's the slightest, tiniest bit, like, questionably anti-woke, quote-unquote, it becomes this massive phenomenon, like White right. Lotus, which, you know, it's, it's, like, good, but it's not, like, a masterpiece yeah. or anything. But that little being willing to just depict reality or like have an actual sense of humor or disregard diversity measures or whatever, it instantly becomes a success. Euphoria is the same thing where euphoria is the only place currently where you can see a sexualized topless hot girl. Nowhere else in culture. Can you see that? And euphoria is a massive hit that everybody talks about. 
Mm-hmm. I have just take the well, like you talked about, so Netflix is dead. I'm glad that fucking era is over and mm-hmm. cooler shit is coming out now. And I think a lot of times when like tech shifts throughout history, you have like a like an era. Like remember music when the internet got big, like in the 2000s, everything was like referencing that kind of right, even without being explicit about it. Oh, totally. And, I, and it kind of goes through that phase, and then it gets back to the art again. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing's happening now with like with film, where everything was referencing streaming and self-referencing that of that. It was like of the moment. And now it's like, we got that out of our fucking system. And now yeah. it's like, okay, what, what, are, what good ideas are going to, there was a time to complain about it. It was a huge shift. I will never d- deny what happened in like 2016, where it's like every, the rules changed like overnight. It was insane about what yeah. you were able to do. That's fine to do like the, wait, what the fuck? We can't do this anymore. But like people are trying to build a career off just that critique yeah. of that critique rather than creating something. Right, rather those than people creating- are so late. That's the these yeah. these dirtbag left pipeline people that uh, seize on problematic right wing points uh, when it's they no longer risk anything, such as right now. Uh, yeah, they're all the ones who uh, want to do just continually complain about and do this like return stuff and post pictures of old McDonald's and um, <laughs> it's like it's like no like uh the people like us were actually doing things when it mattered when you actually risked something so i have (laughs) no time for it and also i I, also i don't simply want to be um you know debunking trannies for the rest of my life like (laughs) like i don't want to be debunking trannies talking about abortion uh you know (laughs) like no, yeah. there's a paper trail. The podcast is a paper trail. If you're yeah. if you're if you're doing a current thing podcast, people will never listen to your old episodes. Yeah. If you make uh, a yeah. good podcast, mm-hmm. people will go back and find the thing you said about that and be like, oh, okay, that's his opinion on that. You don't need to constantly like this is a great thing. I, I mean I said this the other day, and I think we all agree. Like the worst compliment you could ever get for your podcast is is hey, your show's based. Because yeah. then they own yeah. you. Then it's like, okay, well, this is what's yeah. basically like, let's wait for your episode. Do me make sure you hit these seven checkpoints. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, make sure you say that or else I don't know. Ooh, ooh, you changed, you know? And that's why I say, yeah, I love how like the unofficial ethos of our marketing drive is to get rid of fans instead of getting new ones, you know? The minute like, I say to get an uptick, an uptick that's, like, like when you have a certain off, guest dude. on where you're like, I love this person that I had on, but I know the people that follow him are going to fucking <laughs> latch onto my show. The next week, we're like, the moon's fake, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, the moon's fake, and here's why. We'll debate yeah. the moon. We'll debate I do that. He's a, I vegan. Do that too. He's a vegan. That scares away every single right-wing bodybuilder yep. fan that we have after Ben Braddock comes on. Like, yeah. you know, like the, every person, when that happens – he'll we'll do the vegan thing right after just because i'm like look you, you, this is david bowie you want to put us under a microscope that's fine i'm not saying i am better than you because i or than than anybody but i'm saying that you want to come look at our show you're going to accept the entire project i actually learned that from your show where it's like you're going to accept the whole project or you're going to mm-hmm. hate me that's the whole thing. yeah you know since the like, beginning i've deliberately uh shed uh right-wing ninny puritan fans by constantly doing episodes about pornography you got it um, you got it yeah yeah so uh you know that like uh during um groomer month during pride month uh like you know it's basically 20 straight hours of just talking about pornography so yeah <laughs> that was deliberate <laughs> yeah and you and you you get people like exactly so like what i i guess to say this to anybody who's like starting a show because because i i think more people should create like just like create that because i the way you change culture is just to have a bunch of people not so much say the same thing but kind of 
go by the same playbook where they just don't care about what the current climate is, right? Yeah. Because you're always the libs always win when you acknowledge they're in the room. It's like a yard duty when you're playing. You know, what I mean, just because you did something behind the yard duty's back doesn't mean you can do it all the time, right? But when you mm -hmm. just say, say like, I don't care about the rules. I don't care about anything like that. I don't care that like, ooh, can I say that? Can I do it? No, no, no. I'm just gonna keep doing it. Like S. Craig Zoller has been making like legit like based shit for like 10 years now he has three movies and i think they're all amazing to me personally were they hits no you can get them at red box which is really funny when you know who goes to red box uh and then like when you when you <laughs> but you know the uh like you they're not are they hits no like is crime did crimes of the future even make money i don't think it did i, I think cronenberg movies never make money but like you know they they I think it I think it lost money, but it's like these are all time capsule. Everything you should view do is view it as a time capsule that yeah. you should never worry about the reaction that week because it, it'll happen. Like you'll you'll get like, oh, this one might be getting in trouble this week. But like hey, six months from now, people might be like, hey, he was right. You I know? had to really uh, train them to listen to the old one. Like now there's a current, uh, you know, post TPN school, <laughs> school of uh, my friends saying to listen to their old episodes. But I had to really train them like, no, you should go back. And listen to the old ones uh mm -hmm. and it was a way like early on because i got so sick of like addressing niggling little mosquito criticisms of like why don't you talk about this why don't you talk about that it was like no i've already covered all of this at length it's right yeah. there don't talk to me until you've heard every single thing that i've ever recorded okay yeah, bye. you're hyper online i know uh, you have the time go listen. yeah yeah uh -huh. like, that's, the way I, listen. that's the way i, we, I look at it even the shit in the past even before we even came to certain conclusions i'm like listen to all of it i don't care you can see a natural progression happening mm -hmm. like yeah. there's there's all these things like i don't run away from anything that's on that's on this show um go ahead and do it and you know i i I, it's tough for me to sit here because instead of trying people try when, when there's like this like liberalism regime regime that's running everything the, the the people who are opposed to that they like reflexively just make a cottage industry within that rather yeah. than rather than like nah this isn't happening we're doing this this you know is why I mean? I've always detested uh conservative talking heads of the YouTube variety uh because they buy into the liberal premises of everything totally like true. they just recap the day's twitter feed slurry um and they pretend that every like every trap that liberals set before them is like real and worthy of being addressed <laughs> and i'm like no none of this is real none yeah. of these it's not about proving who's the real racist. Racism isn't real. This word, these words that they use are not real. You can do literally whatever you want and say whatever you want. Uh, you just don't have your your mind is not free enough to do it. Like <laughs> like ben, like Ben Shapiro immediately. I remember like I, I haven't been paying attention to like the Biden administration at all as far as like the you know the you know the people who know what they did every day. I'm just like I'm not one of those guys. Although it is insane when you see like a Biden video where his eyes are like taped open, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, is I love what has been deep. happening. I love yeah. I love the Biden administration because of the it's the most Lynchian. It's Lynch. It's Lynch. yeah, with Kamala strolling through the hall. Ever in a since mask. he took that, yeah, ever since he took that picture with Jimmy Carter, where Jimmy Carter's like yeah. two feet tall on a chair and Biden's like seven eight. I was like, I, yeah. you know how retarded I am when I saw that picture and loved it. I like, I like posted something about like, why is there a picture of Jimmy Carter on the wall? <laughs> I didn't realize it was, it was Jimmy Carter. I was just like, who are these midgets? That they're he hanging just turned out? into like a peanut that he grew. Like, 
Biden. This is not Jared, not a Biden. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm with the California Raisins. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love Jen Psaki. Oh God, everybody misses Jen Psaki. What a fucking bitch. Uh, yeah, that, dude. That, yeah, that was funny. So, so I don't, I don't pay attention too much to that, but like I noticed, like, um, like I do subscribe to like the the Shapiro like youtube channel and all that stuff like like because it'll be just like ben shapiro responds to tiktok like yeah. he just watches like seven tiktoks and that's like his thing and he's like well actually uh, uh this is sponsored by manscaped and, and you know and then he like goes into his little tirade and whatever people like it it's it fast food it goes right through you it doesn't stick to your rib it's it's something you can watch in even more segmented form than how it's presented to you because that all gets chopped up into little individual clips um and you watch them on your lunch break that's what people do like and so what i found funny about uh uh about that is like there was a thing that jill biden had said the other day where she was like i don't know i don't even i honestly don't even remember the quote she was like mexicans you're like our little breakfast tacos like she like yeah. said that at some thing and it's like <laughs> i mean like but like they jumped on it in a sense where they were like gotcha jill like and it's like yeah. matt walsh ben shapiro emergency podcast meeting jill biden said <laughs> breakfast, like breakfast tacos it's like dude everyone said that's that, what like, these corny republicans like, like, have always done like yeah. everything that yeah. they've done always amounts to including tucker always amounts to being like democrats are the real racists actually uh you know which I understand that's like a you're trying to appeals, beat them at a definition they made appeals you know? to a yeah. particular subset of like super behind super like simple people but but yeah they do everything by um the lib set the framework and then they yeah. respond to it. it we're we're operating off the new definition and we're and that's why you'll see a stand-up comedian all he'll do he'll have his phone out during the thing it'll be some like boomer and he'll have his phone and you can see it zoomed in with like the fucking huge when you never you ever see like an old person's phone where like the letter t is like huge <laughs> and you, know, you see like ricky gervais like he's like uh -huh. actually he's like you know he's like webster's dictionary defines transphobia as this this and this and that's not what i did in that joke da, da, da. it's like okay you're, so now you're in like a, now you're in a court yeah. hearing the you way know, that like, corny like, Republicans love whatever hateful lib Dave Chappelle does has always really disgusted me. I know. We oh, love Dave God. Chappelle. Yeah, I know. Everybody. That's, Dave Chappelle. Oh, God. The worst. I can't think of hardly anyone that I hate as much. But yeah, all those Republicans. <laughs> all those Republicans just like just you throw them a bone and they're just like, can you believe that he said that? maybe this trans stuff has gone a little too far but actually still white people are the devil yeah you know? it, it, okay all right uh, fine <laughs> let's stick to ricky gervais anyways uh the the uh the, the, uh, the uh, Rick, ricky gervais like you know he'll be like reading stuff off his phone but it, it's like that and then that makes its way around and then it's like can you believe that two netflix employees quit because of ricky Gervais? it's like none of the this is like the fakest thing that their jobs weren't real they quit they're gonna get rehired <laughs> none of this is real like just just like do the s craig zoller route do all these other things like write books make podcasts i i'm one of those people where i think everybody should make a podcast because you'll quit after yeah. four episodes if it's not for you like it, i i the, the the cream rises to the top anyways i'm just saying you should try it because you never know like everybody yeah. should do all this stuff if you feel this bad about it there should be one big ethos of everybody speaking out, but not even speaking out. Just attack it tangentially. Don't just attack right at it. Like make art, you know, something that actually makes a statement. On, I have always invited my haters to make their own podcast to replace me. And there's always big promises. And guess what? They never materialize because people simply think it is too hard to record and release something without for every week. <laughs> well, and, and, and also podcasting, it's, it's above, they're above it. 
you know that's they're above it yeah they they have to well they make the big promises about you know here my upcoming podcast will replace the the hated jack perfume nationalist and then it doesn't materialize so then they have to attack the problem at the root which is which is dismantling the podcast take having class Um, wait i wanted i wanted to ask you about the the chopo thing is that cool the fucking shout out that was crazy. Oh, yeah, that was, that was I, great. I, I, no, I forgot about that. It feels like a million years ago, but it was like a two. Weeks I ago. totally oh, forgot yeah. about that. That was great. Yeah. That wasn't the first time that um, they've. Yeah, uh, dude, that was insane. like two years ago. You know, nobody reads Samuel Richardson's Clarissa except me. I'm literally the only person in the universe who talks about this book. And there was like a yeah. random reference to that on there. They yeah. they're aware. They oh, they yeah. listen, but. It was funny uh, hearing them repeat my uh, COVID takes from two years yeah. ago when oh, course, COVID dude, is yeah. gone. And they yeah. still frame it with, like, not to be the perfume nationalist. It's yeah, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're disavowing the person whose take you're plagiarizing two yeah. years later. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, How much of a pussy like, can you be? Bro. I want them to have me on. I want to go on Chapo Trap House. Oh, I, that would be that I would, would break. I would, that would no, I would no joke break. I would pay. Them I would love. It. I would subscribe. Whatever they ask me, they can have my money. Like it's fine. They like, get for I, a month. They could have five dollars. Dude, they, they can get like a on back in the day. She's worse than me. So right, if to, and they wouldn't do it again. And they, yeah. then they pivoted to like Hassan Piker, and you're just like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. and then uh, uh, you know, but no, that, exactly that. Yeah, because what was the take? It was the the DoorDash thing, right? It, it was, was kind of like, observing. Like, it was just some basic kind of like, uh, yeah, uh, COVID made people pay all this money for DoorDash stuff. Yeah. Isn't that funny that everybody's so alienated and atomized that they're uh, scared of interacting with their Uber Eats delivery person? Like, just one of those Uber Eats for this. You were leading the way. Like, yeah, the, guys, the whole time, the whole time during COVID, I was basically just sitting in this condo, like just typing about Uber Eats because that's the only thing that happened during COVID was just rich yeah. people ordering Uber Eats. And I'm still disgusted by Uber Eats. Like, I think it's yeah. like actually immoral to pay like $70 for Chipotle. <laughs> uh, that, like, what, and like the guy who delivers it to you, and I, I'm not hating on anyone that does it, but like the guy who delivers it to you looks like that really sick Wojak, you know, like where they're just like, yeah, walk, they're like walking up uh-huh. to your door and they just leave it there. You know, the one that's all shriveled up. And but like, that's yeah. all, that's all rich people. Do. This is something I want people to understand is like, that's all rich people do. They don't really buy anything. They all they do is travel and order Uber Eats. They yeah. go on stupid vacations and order <laughs> Uber Eats. They all the things that you can imagine buying, like cool sports car, whatever, uh, perfume, whatever. Rich people don't do that. They just order Uber Eats every single night. Airbnbs, and yeah. Airbnbs. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Seven thousand dollar a night Airbnb on the and they don't eat it like the women they'll order you know a hundred and twenty dollar Uber Eats meal and they just throw it away. Yeah, yeah. it's just shrimp yeah. circulating. <laughs> the pad thai, <laughs> yeah. the ubiquitous yeah. pad thai. They, they order something like super like like you'd never think I'd order this. Like they they have it like calculated on like oh, I'm gonna surprise the DoorDash driver that I'm getting this. Like it's always mm-hmm. like yeah, no no. Would a thin <laughs> woman get this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, and and what I was saying before this, also. To the people who think like, oh, I, you know, we're going to create the based art revolution, da 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 da, start now because I watched a show. Um, I don't think anybody else here has actually like seen it before, but like the show called Hacks on HBO Max, 
that wokeness is catching up. I'm sorry. They're good. It's good. It's really fucking good. It's hilarious. And it's written by this girl, this like zoomer, like weird, like just like red, like greyhound looking woman. Like she just looks like a greyhound, like one of those redhead girls that doesn't get the freckles and she's just pale and looks like a greyhound. And uh <laughs> she wrote this thing, and it's like it starts out in the episode, like she's like saying, like, oh, you mm, you can't say that joke anymore. She's working for a, a retired Vegas, like Joan Riversy type comedian in Vegas because she, the assistant, the woke girl, got canceled for making fun of a gay Republican politician for being gay. Mm -hmm. So she lost her job. Because she's mm -hmm. like, oh, I was just, and she's like, I was just highlighting the discrepancy that like they don't even care about like their own, they vote against their best interest. Da, da, da. She was like doing that. So you could tell it's written from like a woke thing, but there's this overarching Joan Rivers woman who doesn't care about any PC stuff that just nukes all her takes. So they still insert all the woke takes in it. The Gene Smart, who's phenomenal, this is with the best performance I've seen of anyone in a TV show in, in a long time, is Gene Smart in Hacks. She, is just like leveling all her takes like you're an idiot shut up and then gets her into like really fun antiquing and like just being like a regular woman that just goes out looking for old things and buying them you know and then uh it's catching up so like there you can't do the whole like dear white people thing anymore with this stuff no they're making good shows you can't they no they've uh it's changed quite a lot um yeah a lot of people have told me to watch hacks uh i have I'm to get an apple tv because the the biggest scam ever okay is that there's that option on like hulu and stuff to get hbo max for the same price as the app 16 dollars. it doesn't have those shows on it because um, those are max originals yeah so They're you like, have to yeah, actually yeah. have the app on the apple tv or whatever to get those so yeah i was fooled by that little that little scam well i still um, pay for cable so I'm but yeah that, that was how white yeah. lotus was <laughs> yeah. uh too where it's like it inserts the the woke take where it's like one character saying you can't say that that's racist yeah. and then you know another then, character and the person that everybody likes more but it's like this controlled takedown of the woke it's like it's insane yeah what? there's plausible deniability because yeah. they could say Oh, but this is just a complex character, but really yeah. it's just they insert their own it's you know, kind of mild anti-woke views. I'm shocked into the I am, show. I, and people I, still don't get it. it. Like people yeah. didn't understand that White Lotus was right wing. Uh <laughs> right. like, like I I get that. Like i I watch so much media, I understand immediately when something is like different yeah. ideologically yeah. than most of what's put out. Um but right. yeah, it's definitely catching up, and you can of course tell by uh the proliferation of the god awful uh dime square vibe shift think pieces every every day, uh increasing, you know somebody's gonna make some big thing that like crosses over and makes a lot of money, and then there will be a lot of a lot more of this type of content, which is you know, it's 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 good. I mean, I'm glad that there's hope. Yeah, I, I just mean to the people. If you're the opposition, you got to compete with that, not the not the like. Here's my t 20 minute takedown of dear white people. It doesn't. And you're work. not. And like, yeah, yeah like, like like these people who like read these recently red pilled people. They like are arguing against stuff from like six years ago. <laughs> like it's just so late and so corny. They're like the you know the ones who came in after trump was safely gone and the you know started doing the i'll admit it he was funny he's a comic genius like that kind of thing it's mm -hmm. like mm, this is late but that's okay because 
I'll I'll uh, keep doing the forward thinking stuff, and you can just do this rehashed 2016 alt right nonsense. Right, and like- and you know you just you see people like, and I I just I value like organic an organic take when I can tell somebody truly believes something. I I I don't I might not I might not I might not agree with it, but like I can tell when they're coming from a place like no, this is what I believe, rather than when when you ever like argue with somebody, but it's just two sides of a meme, like they're arguing a side of a meme and you're like, no, this is how I've felt since 2001 about this. Like, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. like I actually know about this. Like we've had a, like there's, there was the seed oil thing, but like we've had a person on who's just been a seed oil guy since like 2001. And he's like, no, I actually like I, the meme is dumb. Like I'm, I'm like a seed oil. Like I've just been my thing for like ever, you know? And we've, we've, we've had that, but you know, you, you there's people that come at you and they're just like, you're, this is a, coming off of a meme that you're arguing with me on you know like Cy mm-hmm. is a vegan and is an environmentalist but he's yeah. a guy that's been that way since i i can vouch for this i know the guy in my real life it's like two th- i mean he's openly been about it since like 2007 like i mean before <laughs> that probably then but he felt, felt comfortable to just say it like in in public because you know it, it, since 2007 so when i see him posting organic takes online and these people that are just like no pepe shitting all over the globe (laughs) fucking like pepe on your take that you that i don't know anything about you know i just laugh because it's like yeah you don't even think that no they don't think i think and it's all like anonymous people that do that too if if you don't have any kind of like that identity that all your little takes are attached to then you're more likely to uh jump along with every flash in the pan the thing you know yeah and 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 like exactly the anonymity part of it is crazy because like i remember you and adam lehrer have i've both heard disavow anonymity and i've i remember when i first heard it i was like i understand what you're saying but like you know there's obvious elements work man like you know you have to like in a perfect world i agree with you like i was just doing that thing and like Mm -hmm. and now i'm just like no you know what like if you're gonna like say some like insanely base shit and not show your face like it's just gonna die there so why are you like what do you think like you think you're doing political activism like what you like because these people actually think they're influencing things and and like when people will say like oh no 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 man like twitter is like twitter you know the timeline is real like it is a thing because everything starts here i'm like okay i don't disagree with that but you're saying that to justify getting mad at it like you're not saying that because you actually believe it you're saying that in a sense where you're like no no i need to justify the 14 hours of screen time i have a day like yeah they do it all for free they're really mad that they do it all uh for free and you know be anonymous whatever but you're not going to have any successes like that's uh, what i mean a cultural figure you're not going to make any money off of it and you're not going to get any real traction if you're just an anonymous faceless thing admit that without exception there's no one you know including bronze age pervert the most famous of the anons which everyone knows who he is uh there's not you're you top out so low uh, because people simply don't care or respect you if you um, feel any guilt about well, saying the accessible. truth and what you think. Yeah, it's not accessible to anybody else who's not anonymous. Like, but it, it, to a, me, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the you know people get so mad at me about the hating anonymity thing. Um, but to me, it's just like what you said about uh, movies when people are like, "Oh, we can never have that again. We can never that kind of like uh, black pill, like just give it full. up." No, yeah, actually, yeah. you can say whatever you want with your full face and name, and as long as you don't act like a creep about it, uh, things are fine. But uh, then the most influential uh, 
people in the whole world of cultural conservatism are Dasha and Anna, Red Scare, okay? They have had the success because they're full face and name, not playing any stupid little anonymity games. I just don't have patience for it anymore. I yeah. temper what I say sometimes in order to be nice, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I and I agree. Uh, I agree. Like, it's, I'm, I'm there now because, like, you'll, you'll be hearing somebody – we we did it with like COVID a lot where like people will be like will dm me and be like you know i i gotta wear a mask they're bringing masks back at work but i don't want to wear one i was like well don't wear one then when i started yeah. the show yeah and I, and they're like well i can't they're like i can't and i'm like well okay like i'm i understand your job i'm never telling you to quit your job but i'm saying stop crying like you like you there's a choice like you can do this i I think the reason I identify with your show a lot, Jack, is because you're coming from I work I worked a lot of just temp jobs, a lot of like these jobs. I never like I never cared about my job so much. Like I always worked really hard when I was there because for my own sake, where I'm like, I need to have a good day today. So I need to take care of all the stuff I need to take care of. But I've never been like, man, this is my life. This is what I went to school for. This is my no. my thing. So all these people, it's like, dude, you participated in all the, the shit and now you wanna work your whatever engineer job at this place be anonymous on the internet think that you're changing think that you're this like guy attacking from within but you're not it's not that it's a pressure release valve and i'm fine if that's that for you but like let's just dial it back a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah totally uh those people that invested everything and really believed in like the system uh and took you know careerists it's good that i'm like a like a slacker who never liked or respected any like job that I had. I just always saw yeah. it as a means to an end. Like I would always do it. It was a good employee. I would show up, but I'm not like, mm -hmm. like that's not me. Like <laughs> the concierge is not my identity. And I'm also not like hiding anything that I'm actually good at uh, in order to be a concierge, but you don't know how bad it was back in the early days. In 2019, when I started the show, there were no podcasts among the scene at all. Right. They, they thought it was a sin to voice docs, to to even allow a recording Ugh. of your voice out. And like Campbot's first show, Tech Wars, was like the other one uh, came a little after me. Um, and people would, they would freak out. They'd be like, man, your OPSEC is down because you're allowing your oh, voice to come God. out. And what I would have to deal with, people that came on the show, some of them were so crazy and paranoid that they wouldn't use like Discord to record it. Like, or we were using Discord right, then, right. Not, that was pre-Zoom. They would be like, I'm not using Discord because that's like the feds are watching. Oh, the feds. Like they all thought, every 22-year-old every like white guy online yeah. thinks the feds are watching them. <laughs> that's um, not it, real. It, like, you know what a burden sorry. it is to not be, to be like anonymous and have to like produce some kind of like project with someone. And it, it really makes you a huge annoying burden to everyone. <laughs> Like, you don't have to post your social security number, but if you have any kind of like anyone, anyone seeing my face, you just yeah. become a massive burden. Just don't be weird about it. Like, it's yeah, exactly. Just don't make it. It's, it's like when it's like when a vegan goes to like a Thanksgiving, it's like, could you cook a bunch of extra shit for me? Yeah, kind of, yeah it's like that. Yeah. 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 And and it's like, you know, like to me, I, I don't I don't look, I have no problem if you're just hey, I have my 10 followers and I'm just firing takes off into the ethos. It's just it's my journal. It's what I want. I'd like to get a couple likes from it. No problem. You know, like that's not what they want, life. though. I have I, no I, I do know some people like that, but it's not it's the dumb people who the create minority. Things. Yeah, they all, they all want to be proven correct that anonymity is necessary and that actually they're better and more important. 
Um, and also, you know, those people, as soon as you make any money or have any success at, uh, this kind of stuff, they start saying that it's actually a sin to make money from doing takes. Um, so all these people who do 24 seven discourse on the timeline for free and get nothing out of it, they actually think they're morally superior for that. So, (laughs) yeah, it's like love of the game. You can do that. I'm going to go behind the paywall, bitch. Yeah. I mean, straight up. I mean, if you're not, if you're not like, I mean, we actually are launching our monetization thing on Monday. So like, oh, nice. It's, it's it's different. Paywall, paywall, paywall. I love paywall. But but it's necessary. You know, it's it's necessary. Like if you want to if you want to do this like for me I, I stand out in the sun all day like like a fucking bug underneath a magnifying glass all all day i stand mm-hmm. out there i i do my best to like you know constantly have my mind moving about i think about the show you know doing what i can do on the show what what we can do i think about that all day taking information you know and then uh i come home and i and i some days a week i, I record it uh I want this to be my job. I want to be able to wake up and just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going to read this today. I'm going to watch this today. I'm going to um, take this in. And uh, I, I want to be able to do that. And for anyone to like hate on that while you're, you, you trekked your way through this. I, I just assume everybody that's like not on my wavelength and this could be wrong. But I just assume those people are like working as like the I don't like the bug men word, but everyone knows what it means. Like the little tech bug man, like working at the yeah. company that's that you say is going to kill you for your and if you get rid of your anonymity. Like if you're doing mm-hmm. that, I, I'm whatever. Do your thing. Make your money. I will never tell you to quit your job or anything. But like understand that some people like work shitty jobs and have all these thoughts in their mind and want to get them out and then maybe some of those people want to hear that stuff and like maybe maybe just maybe these people just want to give it a go and just like make a little bit of money off this stuff like and entertain yeah. people like fuck i want to entertain people i do like it's it's that's that's what i want to do i've yes. always wanted to do it i never knew how and then i finally one day was talking to my closest friend guy who was you know like i've known since eighth grade i don't have brothers and sisters so this would be the person i'd be the closest to and i'd be like damn man like one day we always knew we wanted to do something and we want to do this. And it's like, fuck, it's my absolute dream to make money off that stuff. More than anything, more than any change yeah. I want to make in the world. My number one dream is to make money and support people around me. That's all it is. Like, so if you have any delusions about like a delusions of grandeur about what you think it is, even I'm doing as opposed to the end. And oh, I hate that. Online, yeah. This is what I'm laying it out right now. Yeah. Before we launch the paywall, I want to make money. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and they, they they like hold it against you so much that like I, all I wanted was to uh, have a job and make a living doing what I was good at, something that I was good at. I was never good at hospitality. I was never good at concierge. I was just just ended up in these jobs because you need a job, <laughs> and uh, yeah. like no, I it, it's like truly a luxury to be able to uh make money at something you like doing that other people like you doing uh you know it's a blessing it's a blessing yeah. so and i believe in what we're saying like that's the thing like yeah I, me like, too. I there's not one thing i think we've said on this show aside you can say it too like where i've just been like man we shouldn't have said that yeah, yeah no there's not happened. one thing everything on there is 100 true i want to make money off saying what's on my mind like and if you think i honestly like that's the dream job and maybe some people are introverts and don't agree with that but like and don't want to ever share anything but like let's be real man like that's the dream job is when you can do that and oh you know, yeah we're, we're launching a sub stack it's gonna be print media well, it's gonna be everything like it's gonna have everything it's gonna be a, a collective conscious brain dump 
on everybody. And then oh, yeah. audio, oh, yeah. I have a podcast called The Glenn Word coming out. Look for that on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and, and that, that's, that's coming out that's me because uh present company included as well as a friend of the podcast and my co-host on the back wall filthy armenian uh, i was introduced to the field mic and that's me walking around the neighborhood just giving my life story basically mm -hmm. and and all this kind of stuff and like it's just it's a you, you know you can opt out at any time i don't need anyone to do that you don't you can just listen to the free one every week if you're listening to this now but it's like man I'm here to make money. <laughs> so that's all it is. Like, I'm here to make money. Yeah. And I'm here to, and we're, here, we're both here to say, you know, say what's on. I'm saying I, cause I, I don't want to speak for Cy there. He can, he can interject. No, you gotta, no, I, I'll uh, come back on and I'll say something really bad behind a paywall. So uh, that's the, yeah, that's the best. Yeah. You just, yeah. Uh, and I'll, something really bad so that it gets around. Well, what um, we want to do it like is little short segments on behind on a Substack version, even audio where it's like, you know, 20 minutes on this movie boom boom you know what i mean then it's mm -hmm. out like just yeah, like just constantly every day being updated as if it's a youtube channel you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. this kind of thing and that's how you fascistically take over minds of people like it's how it is mm -hmm. I've, I've i've learned from people that i listen to uh, present company included where it's just like that's how you do it just say what's on your mind man like and the beauty of podcasting is if even if it's not exactly how you wanted to come out there's always next week you know like it's like shit that's what know? they don't get these yeah. oh my god i mean that's such a crippling thing with like any kind of like person with creative aspirations or whatever the red flag is when people say they're a perfectionist this thing oh, that yeah. doesn't exist that just means that you're never going to produce anything and you're making up excuses um Facts. no what's so fun about podcasting is uh sticking to a schedule and just recording it whatever and not thinking about it at all <laughs> and just keep keeping it doing it um yeah who cares if one's bad and also yeah. i've learned the ones that i've thought are really bad over the years somebody inevitably will come along and say that they specifically like that one so. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah oh i know yeah the, the, I've, I've we've had ones where like it's just like like just the audio is all fucked up and yeah. stuff like and, and they're just like that was my favorite i'm just like thank you I, I, no they I, do that <laughs> yeah that's fine because yeah. i'm like that too i've had people i've listened to the show i'm such a consumer of podcasts that like somebody would be like so sorry for the audio problem like so so sorry like in the in the in the in the description and i'm just like i loved it didn't care like you yeah. know like it's just whatever i like because they buy into you not the oh not my the god technology people do it all wrong like and people also do the thing they'll be like they'll reference episodes that they recorded that they thought were not good enough to release <laughs> insane <laughs> It, well, what a you, waste of time yeah, that's the yeah. completionist perspective like i watch clint eastwood movies uh, i mean not to you know i'll insert him and shoehorn him into everything i talk about no problem uh clint eastwood he's got duds as a director they, there's just bad movies but you'll never yeah. hold it against him because yeah. he was just like there's actors that hate him because he would just after the first take be like yep got it thanks man you know and then, yeah. and then like like leo dicaprio hated him like he was just like no i need to that's do what's like really amazing about clint eastwood yeah. is that uh assembly line um he just puts things out uh and yeah. doesn't dither and waste time with actors i'm sure just, to many actors that's really refreshing to be around someone like mm -hmm. that rather than like a dithering artistic type yeah um but yeah clint eastwood uh you know manages uh remarkable level of quality with like pretty much everything like even yeah, when they're like so cool. 
quote unquote bad. Like they're still yeah, competently you, you, put I, together. I, bad, I just mean, yeah, they didn't make a lot of money. They were just, you know, like people didn't like They're them. still better wow. than like, you know, shit that everybody else does. <laughs> There's a movie called like blood something or something that he has with, Je with Jeff Daniels as the villain. And it's like this totally miscast Jeff Daniels as a villain. And it's, it's from like, I want to say, early 2000s blood work blood work i love it it's like it's like it was really good we watched it and like i could tell like oh people hate this i bet you know watching uh, it what's another one bad one that i like uh there's an eight there's a sleazy 80s thriller one i think it's called tightrope uh, i haven't seen that one yet and i need to yeah it's like not great but it, yeah it's called tightrope from 84 and but yeah and then yeah it's like it's yeah. like with with him uh, that's he's like the podcast director like he's just like the like uh -huh. i did this it's coming out i did this it's coming <laughs> out this is what i got you know this is what i got oh hey i got an uh, oscar with million dollar baby hey what, what uh -huh. do you know Richard Jewell's great. I loved it. Uh, you know, people, nobody talks about that. I enjoyed Richard Jewell. Like, you know, all these random movies that come out. And w with him, like, the thing I love about Clint Eastwood, and so I can speak to this too a little bit, is he was like a, he has like amazing restaurants too that people don't realize. He owns this town. He basically owns a town called Carmel. Oh, no way. I was married in that town. Carmel, California. Carmel. The most, I go to Carmel. Go to Carmel. I'm telling you, book a vac if you can swing it. It's expensive as shit. If you can book a Carmel, it is the most beautiful city you will ever see in your life. Play Misty for me was filmed there. So when you see all the cool little stores there, they look the same. It's the fucking same thing as Play Misty for me. They haven't changed. Like, I feel like uh, the key for a lot of people to getting into Clint Eastwood is Play Misty for me. Oh, it's because so that good. like sets out just how like cool he is. It's absolutely yeah. perfect. That's the first movie he directed. And you expect like, him to never understand homosexuality, but he'll have like the perfect no, it's all gay there. character. Yeah, the you perfect know? gay character that's like a real gay guy that he would know. You know, yeah, the whole like, movie has this wonderful, like, gay kind of campy ambiance to it. Like, uh, it's you know, Donna the making Mills out in the waterfall, it. making, making out, in the out in the waterfall for like twenty minutes. Uh, like, yeah, like it's amazing. I, I, I love him. I, he's, he's, he's hilarious. He had that like reality show that he didn't want to do, like uh -huh. back, back, like all his like, like Latina wife at the time was like, "This is the best thing for us, Clint." And he's just like, eh. he's, he's just like withering away in the corner. He's just like, oh, God, eh, I, I didn't even know it. he had a reality show. Oh, was you got back when it. they were all doing reality. Yeah, shows? what it was like, yeah. like that, like I think it was like 2010, like yeah. or something. Like I've only seen a couple episodes of it. I think my wife watched it, but like I've seen like a couple on YouTube thing, and he's just like. If you like, you see him now. He's just like a crypt keeper. <laughs> he's, just like, yeah, he's just like a skeleton walking around. Like God, uh, he has this Twitter so account where it's for some reason it's Clint Eastwood with two underscores, but his people run it. <laughs> and it, like it's like this thing of like happy July Fourth, and he's just propped up in like a cellar somewhere. <laughs> taking a I mean, he was like acting in westerns in like 1952 <laughs> you know like post-world war ii how like, old he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's so old like like what's it uh where eagles dare with like he has movies with fucking richard burton like you know that's how like old he mm. is and stuff like where he's like the young whippersnapper in the richard burton movies and i'm stuff. a huge fan of changeling as well uh which... my mom just told me to watch that no oh my god you haven't seen it well i just so i just watched uh my wife and i just watched hardcore the other night with george yeah. C. scott um and he's in that i guess so mm -hmm. in changeling my mom was like that was like my movie back in like the 80s like it was oh like... not that uh angelina jolie changeling the clint eastwood directed oh. from like 2007 oh i was there's one in the early no, 80s with that's George, the yeah. changeling no yeah. the the clint eastwood one uh 
it's it's one of the only good movies Angelina Jolie has ever been in, but it's about like a gay child molester serial killer that like keeps little boys in like a chicken <laughs> coop in the 30s. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he'll do shit like that where people yeah. are like, oh, he's just a scowling Western guy. I had this guy who was a we're trying to purge the communists. I'm just going to say it right now. We're trying to purge the communists. Yes. Like they're, they're lingering it's hard. Like, they cling. They, they cling. Cause they want, they want, they, they have this reality of you coming to them and it's like, it's not happening. Yeah. So like, I just like letting people like, it's, it's not happening. You can, I, you're welcome here. I, I have no issues. They keep you. trying to explain how theirs is a new based kind of communism that you haven't <laughs> seen before. And like, Oh God, real. No, it's so hard to purge the communists. Yeah. So, so I remember posting, I said, Clint Eastwood is the ice cube of thing like where like ice cube has just made albums forever and they've all been really good and he's just and he's been like a legend and you go back and listen to his discography it's amazing there's some duds but it didn't matter he just kept them coming and like i said that and this guy was like well in what sense what did you mean like just with this like <laughs> reply and i'm just like, like no nope, either you no, agree or you yeah. don't it's just one of those tweets like it's not meant to be like really pondered over and and i and the guy was like yeah, no, I just don't think like Eastwood. Like, what would you say his like magnum opus is? Like, uh, oh god, uh, uh, what's the what's the Unforgiven? I'm just like, well, I love that, but are you telling me that's the only thing you can come up with right now? Like, Play Misty for me is his number one in my opinion. yeah, like, it's, it's it's amazing. Uh, yeah, dude, he's a Carmel jazz DJ. Like, yeah, that's, like, that and he has like a beautiful house. About him. He has a beautiful and, house on an overnight jazz DJ salary on like the coast in. Yeah, Carmel. with that little like creek, that little it, bridge. It's so they, sick. Oh I my know, god, the Japanese perfect. Zen like garden in the front. Like, no, it's so tight. And it's so the timeless, the timeless lesson for young men of of swim fan. It's like you know, yeah. this is what happens when you dabble in that BPD pussy. Uh, yeah. They come yeah. after yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. And but the communist was telling me, he was, I, I, in my head, I can see in the in the back of my mind, I was like, "You're mad because he owns like golf courses and shit like that, and golf takes up too much space." Yeah, which like, is just like a received take that they don't actually believe. You know how you can purge them? Uh, the, the way to purge them is to say positive stuff about Ayn Rand. Like that will they, they <laughs> that that will uh, you know whatever wide yeah. birth of acceptance they have for you, they will have trouble accepting you after you start saying how you love Ayn Rand. So I know I, I genuinely I have, do. So I know um, I, know uh, I genuinely I, yeah. do. But that that is a way to purge so many types of people. Yeah, and I'm addicted to it. And it's funny because the number goes up. <laughs> Oops! Is they broken? You when you say is whatever thing you broken? want. Oops! Yeah, yeah. I, the I, number yeah, goes I, down when you say what they want. Is this, is this a bug like in the system here? I, the number, the number seems to. Seems to yeah, I know. If, yeah. If, if they reliably know that you're going to say whatever they want, then they don't tune in. They have to get mad. They have That's to. The thing. They have to be kind of seething as they press yeah, play. Yeah. Like, what is he going to do now? It's completely Lindy <laughs> to kind of hate the person you listen to regularly. Mm -hmm. Sports radio was like that, and I grew up listening to sports radio. And like, I remember like, being like, fuck this guy, but like tuning in every single day, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I loved it because it was like a, like a, a parasocial, like, fuck you. No, no, you don't even believe that during the commercial break when one eight, seven, seven cars for kids is playing. I'm like still arguing with this take and the, uh, you know, that's the thing is like, it's like, dude, you, you need to be, I need, that was why Armenian and I have, we call it the back walls. Cause like, I want to touch that like little back it's not a sex reference we've although we allude to it but it's like you want to hit uh you want to hit that part in the brain where it's like 
we're actually vibrating on the same frequency and size very like metaphysical with it where it's like we're having a conversation that like people can't even see right now you know yeah. you ever talk to someone in real life like i can't make small talk anymore like oh i started talking to people in real life and i'm terrible at socializing the weather and stuff Mo like that when people start talking about weather oh my god like, i'm mortified no this is okay the, we're both entertainers because you have no stage fright i have no stage fright you seem more social than me, but like mm -hmm. I'm, re I'm really. I literally bad, won most talkative in high school. But I, I'll do anything, <laughs> like on a stage, on a recording, whatever. It seems to have a purpose. But just like standing around, like just chatting about bullshit with. Yeah, oh, I hate it. It's like, and I also yeah. every job I've ever had, including podcasting, like I talk for a living, so I view not having to talk as like this massive luxury. So, mm. <laughs> like. If I can well, just... that, yeah and it's just you have like a higher bar for conversation that's the problem like it's like one of like i used to be able to like bullshit i used to be able to like just like david cronenberg simulation through like videodrome like just guns appearing from my stomach like and just going through it you know just oh yeah whatever let's we'll talk about big daddy you know adam sandler you know like what we'll just talk about that for like an hour no problem like i used to be able to do that but like we've talk, had some of the best conversations on on this show and now I like can't make small talk anymore. And I feel like such a dick. Like after the con, I have such like a, a like a bad conscience where I'm just like, man, like I should have been like nicer to that person. Like, but I think they'll talk to me and they'll just be like, they'll just be like, what, what it would be like this weird thing, like where they'll just be like, you know, like, man, they haven't they haven't fixed that pothole on the on the 87. You're just like, no, nah, I know they didn't. They'll be like, when do you when do you think they're gonna do that? I'm just, like, I don't, I, I'm just like i don't know man like, I, 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 I don't fucking know dude like, like and you know, after I, the 2010s every casual conversation became just like loaded with traps where you have to have yeah. a completely synthetic conversation okay during trump you couldn't talk about anything remotely related to politics or which was is everything because trump was the only thing that happened during that four years and then covid added on top of that you had to like you know, during that, my boss was constantly engaging me in these like heated political conversations about like COVID mm. stuff. I'm like, I can't tell you the truth here. Um, I really don't want to waste my time and energy talking to anyone that I have to lie to. I'd rather just stare into space right now. So yeah, but having good conversations with like actually good people on podcasts does ruin you for like yeah. small talk where you're just it's just some loser and you like, and also they do things like. You know, I remember like talking about like Lana Del Rey's nails or something. I, I said like black lady nails and like they for real like policed me like in person. She was like, I don't think we should be saying things like that. And he was like, fuck y'all. I'm not going to fucking talk. I don't talk to you crackers. If I, if you freak out about stuff, I don't care about having you in my life. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to you. That's what I've adopted lately. And that's that's what I've learned from like like my, some like just deep diving into like my favorite music catalogs being like just like, you know, Prince, Bowie and stuff like that where I'm like, man, these guys didn't give a fuck, man. Like at all yeah. like like Prince is like I'll just make an album that's going to be a Batman soundtrack and then tell Tim Burton that like it's going to be a Batman soundtrack and he's like, "Okay." And it's really just a Prince album that has uh -huh. like a few Batman references. And he's just like I, that's what i feel like doing for a year and i'm just like that yeah mm -hmm. we'll talk about the moon for a couple fucking weeks man like no problem people, nicer yeah. people with like social circles waste so much goddamn time like keeping these libtards around them like you know to have old friends <laughs> i haven't had old friends anyone from 2015 because i got purged so early from everyone's life so yeah. it's just like people 
waste so much time and energy just being inevitably disappointed by like spending their free time being around these normies that they used to know who are now like covid fanatics well because there's an, a, a thing to being online where you're like i'm normal but i'm hyper online but i'm normal and it's like you're not no, you're not you're not i'm not normal i know i'm not like the red pill like, path is true as corny as it is now like once you're red pilled once you see it you're not normal ever again like sorry like even hmm. you know someone like me i've really hated a lot of what conservatives talk about a lot recently but you know i'm never going to be normal again <laughs> like, right. like especially after covid like yeah. i'm i'm just thing. simply never going to waste a second of my time being around someone who like not only believes in that but like yeah. polices people in their personal life yeah and then you you know like like i i work in like close like truck quarters like we're me and one person it could be a different person every day where we go out in a truck together somewhere to a job site and like as soon as i walk in the guy puts on a mask and i'm just like that's our day, you know. <laughs> yeah. right, just right there, we punted the ball on first day. I don't even you know, view like, them. As, I don't view people that wear masks as like human or no, like I don't even see them. them. That's the new. They're thing. They're just bugs. It's yeah. just like seeing a bug or like a Star Wars, yeah. like the Jawas, like you know, a different species. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, all right, I don't speak the same language as you. No, and like there was like this lady, and I felt bad. And she, I was in a, a Whole Foods, and she was like talking to me, and I'm just like are those were like what do you just can't like, hear you dude. Yeah. like yeah. kenny in south park i'm like what is happening like is this words like i'm just gonna pretend it's all profanity like kenny in south what's park, really right? nice is uh it, they have a tendency not to even try to talk to me like masked people but you're big I like it, you're like yeah a, you're i like, like, I like if they know person. their place yeah. and they only want to talk to other masked people like please don't try to cross the bridge we i know that you want me dead and i want you dead too so you know let's exactly just, like, yeah. let's just, let's just like, <laughs> you should be just like i hate when people don't have the same awareness that i do where i'm like i'm not gonna get along with you you know what i mean and i walk <laughs> away but they're just like no 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 we're, hey where mm -hmm. are you going you know and you're like oh man but yeah. uh my last question for you before we get going how was the uh alex's war thing going uh how was oh it, it was really fun um for people who don't know you were you were at the premiere of the yeah uh, it was a big premiere alex event jones, alex jones documentary yeah speaking of uh being terrible at socializing yeah i was out uh for like 12 13 hours uh just like brain completely fried as pe people were really nice like you know asking me about perfume and saying they like like me and stuff but Dude, i, I like you hanging out with curtis yarvin i was like what the hell i saw like on instagram like this picture of like you and curtis yarvin talking oh like, yeah i've, like, I've known him for a while uh yeah the movie was good I, I met alex jones uh the movie was good alex moyer is good i've known her for quite a while it has lots of great uh archival footage of everything he's ever done but it was a, a really grand celebration and it was it was pretty surreal seeing all these uh these people brought together um um i was really uh titillated to uh meet blair white for a moment um yeah that was that must have been something <laughs> yeah they were all there uh they were all there i don't know and, and like every third person kind of felt like uh 
sort of like uh Ghislaine Maxwell like getting blackmail photos of you like, <laughs> you know just it's just some kind of like sinister a sinister operator getting like, like blackmail like Robert photos. Blake Lost Highway like <laughs> yeah I know because that when it was like can I get a picture can I get a picture and it's like oh yeah you know yeah you find every single person there is currently like embr embroiled in like January 6th <laughs> legal proceedings I didn't know like any of that and all of a sudden I go on Instagram and it's just like Glenn Greenwald talking to alex jones and i see you and like amanda milius there i'm like what the hell like everybody's at this thing anacachian or whatever and yeah like, I, like, anna was there uh i was uh, clinging to amanda the whole time um you know <laughs> she's delightful wearing this beautiful like uh white shoulder pad uh dynasty for those who don't know her, her dad is one of the greatest writers of yeah uh, ever of of uh he wrote the first two dirty harry's magnum magnum force and dirty harry uh and uh i hardcore right he was involved in hardcore mm -hmm. he, yeah he was a producer and on apocalypse that. now and apocalypse now just, just yeah absolute monster yeah yeah just, it was a great was event it was at the driscoll it was a massive beautiful old hotel and austin and uh yeah That's i just crazy. i just know that, you know this imposter syndrome stuff is like such a meme that people say but like it really is kind of frightening um mm -hmm. when you get to the point that people are coming up to you and like uh talking i don't know like homer, I, I just feel like homer simpson with like just yeah. a totally empty head and people are like so <laughs> what do you think of i love everything you say about like perfume and culture and all of this and I'm just a like, monkey with the symbols in your brain <laughs> like oh great you're gonna have this memory of meeting me and i was just like out sweating in the heat like drunk smoking oh, cigarettes dude. whatever i don't know if i could attest this but like can you imagine if we had to be like rare candy in public oh my god <laughs> no, like, like, right. we're not different like this is us but it's this thing where it's like yeah to have the com the podcast in public maybe that's like what people want to do like, people want to see off. the experiment and yeah. what happens because yeah. it is weird i could I bet you it, would be good yeah. at it because you're good at like you're not bothered by the camera not, you know no, as no, you know i've not. enjoyed <laughs> As we talked about, uh, you know, I've been enjoying using the camera with all of my conversations lately. So, because um, I don't have to protect anyone's anonymity. Um, but yeah, I, I, you you would be better. I mean, I, it's, it's I'm just, fine being like on a stage. Like if I'm on a stage, yeah, I have yeah zero totally. fear. It's the one on one talking to people that. I'm yeah, the weird like like, and that's why like I identified with Twin Peaks so much is those like lynchian conversations that people have where it's just nothing and staring <laughs> for a while that's me that's like what happens with like people would meet me in public and like we might get along but the first like 10 minutes are going to be really weird with us like know. you know because people are going to expect me to be like da, 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 da. I'm, I'm not going to start any conversation and i'm just going to stare at you and be like yeah hmm. and then that scene means nothing like but it's in there yeah. you know and that's that's what i am like in 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 person so i love being interviewed i love being asked questions yeah. i love i love being on stage where i have power over the audience i'm just like yeah but uh you know just one-on-one -on -one standing around like with a drink and somebody comes up and says i like your work like th then i feel like homer simpson with a yeah mc cobwebs head yeah no it was yeah, uh, Nick from Thought Topics said he ran into somebody um, wearing a rare candy shirt at a Barnes and Noble in Chicago. Oh and no he, way! And he like random. I knew who it was. He's, he, I don't want to say, but he, I know who he was. And he uh, and like <laughs> it was. I was like, yeah, I bet that guy was like, what the fuck, you know, like what, what the hell's going on, like. And and I was just like, man, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, if that day happens, like I could never do the show live though. Like, 
You could. You would just do it. You'd somebody would ask you to do it. You'd agree to do it, and you would On not stage. think too much about it. You would do it. See, I like agree to anything. If people ask me to do anything, and then I have terror about it, like a little before, right, I'm like, why, right. why am I so agreeable? Um, you could do it. Well, shit. Jack, thank you for coming through, man. Well, thank you. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, like I said, if you, if, if you, if you've always been scared to subscribe to TPN, but you listen to this show, hell, I was on it once. So, you know, maybe that, that can give you yeah, one of my best excuse. episodes ever. I love your best episodes ever. One of the best podcasts ever. Yeah. That black Sabbath episode is nobody's covered Sabbath better than we have. So if you like Sabbath, nobody, I just, I I feel comfortable saying Jim Norton's great. He's a comedian. He does. He like interviews them personally. So Mm -hmm. I can't like say that. No, I I guarantee that's the best black Sabbath podcast ever recorded. I agree too. And it's worth it. It's worth the money. So, uh, patreon.com slash, is it the perfume nationalist uh perfume nationalist perfect just perfume yeah the um uh go check that out and uh yeah once again uh everybody have a safe week and uh we're gonna monetize on monday so we're gonna have a little plan for you guys so if you guys uh if you guys want check it out so see you guys later